0: want to know what a zero growth in this family's receipts. There's the fucking money. You're supposed to be earners. That's why you got the top-tier positions. So each one of you, go out to your people on the street, crack some fucking heads, create some fucking earners out there.
1: welcome to good earners reviewing the sopranos we're here on good earners we like to talk about family finessing finances and feelings in the world of tony soprano bringing you a new perspective a fly perspective and most importantly a black perspective just understand that our bag never comes up short and this podcast definitely earned his button spike lou rich what's going on with y'all what's happening brother
2: what's going on with your brother how you doing and I'm feeling like a made guy
1: today. <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm feeling like a made man. Um, you know what, Spike, can you give us our synopsis and I'm going to throw the ball in your court, Rich. What episode are we viewing today with Spike Lou?
0: Absolutely, man. This is season three, episode three of The Sopranos titled The Fortunate Son. And in The Fortunate Son, Chris, he finally gets his stripes and Paulie shows him the ropes on what being a made guy is all about. That causes Chris to pull a score with Jackie Jr. AJ shows some promise on the football field, and Tony is impressed. Janice takes her own measures to get her mom's records back, and Tony recalls a key memory that may be the root of his panic attacks. Again, this is episode three of season three, titled The Fortunate Son.
1: Thank you for that, Spike. Um, We we had alluded to over kind of the end of season two beginning of this season about the original plot that happened before the unfortunate passing of nancy marchand uh rich is going to fill us in on some information that some of you that may be new watchers of the show may have not known or some of you that may have been watchers but just didn't know this information so rick's dropping on us, bro
2: yeah man so obviously the net the, the unfortunate demise of uh or passing should i say of nancy marchand um, led to some changes that David Simon had to make to the actual uh, David Chase, excuse me, um, had to make to the actual script. So the original story three or excuse me, original season three storyline was supposed to center around the airline tickets, which we were uh, brought to the attention of in season two with Tony and Livia trying to get Livia to testify against him. That was supposed to be some big deal to the point where Tony was going to look at real jail time.
3: Mm.
2: Um, that's how it was set up. However, um, since Nancy Marchantron did pass, they had to rewrite the whole season. So you get the addition of a character like a Ralphie Seferetto, which we all know in Sopranos, Lord, it's hard to imagine seasons three and um, beyond without Ralphie. You know what I mean? Especially coming off of Richie. I know we talked about it, Mo. you're not a big fan of the comparison. Mm-hmm. But is that adversary, that in-house adversary to Tony mm-hmm. Soprano. Um, you know, he plays such a, a big role. Um, we see another character that we met last week um, in Prosha Was it, it Prashad? Lavo- yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Name Eugene. Uh, we see him again this episode as well as he as he uh, is accompanying Chris on and their journey. We'll get to it later. But that character, that actor, should I say, he was originally supposed to play Rocky Seferetto. He was listed as a series regular for season three. And if you're a Sopranos fan, you know all about Eugene, and Eugene's story kind of doesn't take off until season six. So you're thinking, like, why would he be a season regular in season three? We don't need to get much about him. It's because he was supposed to originally play Rocky Cifaretto. Once they realized that Nancy Marchand died, they wanted to get a well-known actor into Joey Pantolano. And he plays Ralphie, he does an incredible job. Obviously, before Sopranos, people probably knew him as a captain from Bad Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you like the movie, this movie in the 80s that I really love called Midnight Run, with Robert De Niro that he was in. Um, you know, just obviously, he was one of those character actors that you knew from back in the day. Just one of those guys you see and be like, oh, I recognize him. And Sopranos just added to his role and his to his lore. So he ended up killing the role, obviously. Can't mm-hmm. imagine Sopranos without him. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was really cool that Eugene was supposed to be Ralphie because it was going to be a small, minor role. And they like, nah, if going to be a, be a big part, let's, let's get a little bit more seasoned actor.
1: Mm. All right, man. Thank you, man. That's dope. and, and I'm, I'm glad they did that. Just sidebar before we get into the first thing. I'm just glad they did that because you, I feel like that loud mouth character we hadn't had yet, you know, and we already had Richie, which was like more of a, a quiet you know, silent killer kind of, and he's more of a loud mouth, you know? So I just love that. Like, I'm so glad he played that because I couldn't have seen the, the actor that plays Eugene being like that loud mouth. I mean, the approach would probably have been totally different, so you're absolutely right. Shouts out to Joey Pants, man. We appreciate him and, and, and the things that we're going to get in our review. Uh, <laughs> but we, we jump right yeah. in here. Uh, we jump right in here to the first scene. It's, it's Chris, it's Adriana. Uh, you know, they're having this conversation (laughs) and they're going back and forth. And Adriana doesn't like the fact that he he's getting called and he has to go in for something. Um, And then we get the call. And at this point, we're finding out that something big is about to happen for Chris. What did y'all get from this, this little opening encounter between aid and Christopher?
2: It's really what you, (laughs) Chris has been waiting from the pilot to get his button, right? Mm -hmm. Waiting to get that phone call. I'm one of the people, you know, in my personal life. I believe that you aren't until you clear out the old. It's hard to prepare for the new. Get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like new stuff doesn't start happening, and you don't get this full potential until you start clearing out some of your old habits. But you see Chris rolling up on his bullshit. You know what I mean? Not seeing not seeming like he mentally progresses. He's still in that same spot on the couch as we've seen in season one. Mm-hmm. Yet he's still expecting the same thing. That's not to say, obviously, rolling up or anything like that is bad. But his mindset isn't like I'm grinding. This is the only thing that's important to me. Now he mm-hmm. does mention the sports book, uh, which he says is an important time. That's why he needs to answer the phone. But he immediately gets geeked. And then that little creep, that little shadow of doubt that Adriana puts in his head, like, mm-hmm. damn. Like you getting all excited like this makes me nervous. Obviously, everybody thinks about good fellas, you know, walking in the room and and getting whacked to the point where Chris is starting to think it a little bit. He's been waiting for this call his whole life. And now, damn, (laughs) why am I sitting in the front seat? We'll get to that in the next scene. But, you know, we see Chris, man, he might be on his way to be a made guy. Okay. It's a big moment, man. We never saw this in Sopranos. We never seen anybody actually get the call.
0: This is huge. What about you, Spike? What, What did you gather from this? Um, I was able to watch this with fresh eyes with the information that Rich gave last week, Um, Mm -hmm. how everything was able to. Well, excuse me, how everything was kind of put in a blender because Livia died. Mm -hmm. I feel like with this episode, like we were saying last week, this is when it really starts, like the Sopranos, Mm -hmm. the new era of it. Mm -hmm. And one of the brilliant things that David Chase did and one of the brilliant things that they did was. They made this initiation for Chris and it kind of explains what we're doing here because we never had this explanation before. These are the things that are expected. You as a made guy, this is why they carry it this way. You put this before your family. I love the way that I just the subtle things, even like what you said, rich him sitting on the couch, rolling up, still doing the same shit. However, we know he's been waiting on this call so we can tell that time has passed. I love the subtle way that David Chase shows the time has passed that people have grown uh, even when we'll talk about it later, when Paulie starts talking about the type of money that Chris needs to bring in, that was probably unimaginable in the first two seasons. But I really like how this was a reset button, and you could tell they got caught with their pants down as far as surprise with Livia dying. So now they're like, okay, let's start from the beginning, mm-hmm. let's tell everybody why we're here, let's explain it very clearly in this initiation thing, and boom, go from there. Hmm. I love
2: it. that's a you know what, that's a great point, yeah. Spike. I'm looking yeah. at it now that you say that. I'm thinking about this from the standpoint of what if this was a pilot episode?
3: Mm, you know exactly. what I mean. This could exactly. this
2: could serve as a pilot, and it is like you said it, it it ushers in, in my opinion. I don't know if you brothers agree. This ushers in the way that those Sopranos that we all come to know and love. Yeah.
0: Seasons yeah, one and two I, were
2: incredible, but they were kind of their own thing. And this yeah. starts a the start of something else.
0: Yes. The scene with we'll get to it. The scene with Jackie Jr. I feel like is the Tony Soprano we know. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. The much, second version. Right. That's the birth of okay, nigga. Oh, yeah, come yeah, on, is, bro. yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can't wait till we get absolutely. there. And I don't want to. I don't want to blow I the YouTube applause yeah, yeah. on it. But that was the that was the birth of Tony right there. Yeah, the, the, that the mm-hmm. tapping of the fork and shit. Oh yeah, like, that's one of the. That's I, one of the I, most. Can't. That's one of the most YouTube. If I don't have
2: time to sit down and watch an episode, and I'm just watching up certain, you know, looking up certain scenes, that's one of the most searched YouTube scenes for me. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, because it kind of explains that birth to Tony. Like, this is who yeah, I am. Yeah.
0: Like, nigga, I'm yeah. a fucking boss. Yeah I, yeah. Just, yeah. I just had this conversation with Junior last week. Yeah. I'm on the streets. Remember how this set up? Like, this, I think this showed everyone. And again, I love the initiation and maybe getting a little bit ahead. Mm Mo, but the initiation was really good because it kind of shows it gives context to everything about the first two seasons that people Mm -hmm. may not have known that much about mafia lifestyle. Mm -hmm. This shit come before your family, this shit come before your friend, all of that shit. Like, ain't no friends no more. We all are part of this business. I come before your wife, nigga. Mm -hmm. If I'm Tony Soprano, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's ever really fully explained until right here. We get the grasp of it as the audience.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's fire, Both what both y'all are saying, because it does work that way. Like Rich told us last week, where he said they put out both episodes, in the original air airplay, airtime, they put out both episodes in the original night on that Sunday. So I look at it like an album in- intro. Everybody knows the intro, some people do intros where they're about to rip it, like hip hop, they're going to rip it. And then some people just do an intro where it's some kind of interlude type thing. Normally that second track is the one where you're like, oh, they're getting to it. And I look at like those two together is kind of like the intro to the new era, as Spike said. And then now this is like, okay, now the album is started. We're going. This is the first track. So I, I totally agree with y'all. Um, this scene is, uh, a very interesting scene. It's, it's, it speaks to Adriana's obliviousness of thinking that he can call in sick. Like with the mob, which is funny because a later scene, it kind of <laughs> operates that way. She just has a different understanding of what's going on. And even the promote this, this, uh, good news that's coming. She's excited. Like this is a promotion, but, and even him maybe to an extent, but they have no idea what they're about to get into. And so it's just a very interesting opening scene, but, uh, I was happy. I was happy to see him. It's, you don't get a lot of these like happy, genuine moments. This man got a clean shave. This man, you know, was getting like he was ready to get, get
0: to it. So, uh, it was just a good opening scene. Um, I think, we, and y'all tell me if I'm wrong here, it speaks to how dumb Adriana is, though. Because Chris ain't the first <laughs> gangster that she met, like her family gangsters, like her uncle a gangster. And the comparison and why I call her dumb, we see how quickly Meadow has picked up on this. Like, Meadow knows what's mm-hmm. going on. She may not know the details and the specifics, but she definitely knows what's going on. Adriana still be acting green as shit.
1: So yeah, Chris, he he shaves and he's you know she's happy for him, but she's worried. And I I don't know if y'all spoke to what she was worried about. I I didn't quite get what she was worried. Oh, never mind. Which I was saying, like kind of like Goodfellas, like the
0: surprise, like like to pull up. You get her being green. Like she was worried because she was green. Okay, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Like she didn't have a full understanding of what's going on, which is damn unacceptable. It is. She yeah, got you, so many gangsters and shit in her family.
2: It is. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. One thing that I think was very interesting was um, Adriana bringing up the fact that they can get out of there, you know, get out of the apartment, kind of upgrade their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And Chris and telling did. her, and Chris telling her, you're putting in your notice today. You know, yeah. the, the 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 lady of a May guy doesn't host. She's as not a hostess, a hostess. Which leads, you know, foreshadowing one is something that's going to be hilarious. I think next episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> between her putting in her two weeks on already out, we're not going to get too much into it. But hilarious. That moment. came
1: that uh, soon? That's this soon. Oh, yeah.
2: This is like next episode. Out. Dang, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. This is episode the Next four episode, five.
0: like, is a uh, good employee, right? Employee of the month. The next oh, episode yeah. is employee of the month. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. One know, of the next two episodes. Don't even make me when, even start thinking about it.
0: <sighs> anyway go ahead rich <laughs> iconic episode
2: no that was it did, we, did you Did we want to go into the i know we kind of touched on it a little bit uh pause the uh the uh, him getting made the actual initiation scene this is this is what we getting of, we, yeah, we we're getting to we were at the, the him yeah, meeting had, paul yeah. i
0: jumped the gun it was me it was me Go
1: there just and if y'all see anything within now and there we can't but well there's a little bit more uh but So we get to the next scene. Uh, Chris is picked up by Paulie and Seal. Uh, You know, this whole ride is probably like an awkward ride. They're not giving them anything, you know. And then before we know it, they make it to this basement of this place, and they go through the maid process. They prick the finger. They bring out the candles. uh, They light the card on fire, and they you know go through their dissertation of these are the things you you we are over your family, your wife, and Spike spoke about before. Um, A question I wanted to ask y'all within this maid serve uh, maid. Uh, moment that is happening for Chris and Eugene are we supposed to believe Bobby Bacala is made
0: damn it's funny yeah. that you have that because I had that wrote down too I was, I did my google searches and wonder what Bro. at this point what's he made um, I love I got to get the seal line out though he okay. said on oh, one ass cheek the whole way over <laughs>
2: right.
0: no, ass- line. <laughs> oh
2: man
1: hey. I love that
2: Chris like, Chris was fresh, uh, too. I, I got I to gotta give it to was, Chris's was flop.
0: Was. Oh, and Bobby we'll was, clean. too, though. Why are you, why you running up on him? Oh, Bobby had a nice tie on. But I like, but yeah, Bobby, Bobby, and was Bobby, Bobby, a Bobby, Bobby guy
2: in,
1: in well, but Bobby got that. But Bobby got that. He got on like a, he got on like the, the, the 90s church fit, though. Like, because if you look at that tie, it's very busy. <laughs> Chris got on that like men's warehouse joint, the, the navy blue with the cream. Colored tie like you know it's a little bit it's a little different you know i mean he you know but but bobby bobby was fine like he, he was cool but what can, can somebody enlighten me so was bobby we supposed to believe he's a made guy because they only seem like made did. guys would be allowed to be down here except for those that are you know getting their button and crossing over
2: no it's definitely it's definitely made guy ceremony you can't be on the outside looking in however I think with the uniqueness of Bobby's character, you know, you remember he kind of just got dropped in on us at the beginning of season two. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about him except for he's been established another crew before we had a chance to get to know him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult to imagine just because, because of his erring or excuse me, his role pretty much running Junior's errands. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you think about it in a sense, that is an important role. Um, Junior, it might be a babysitter thing, but Junior is an important part of the family, even mm-hmm. if he's not as important as he believes he is. Yeah, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean. I so it's kind movies. of a—I can see it. I'm—I'm I'm sure Bobby was at the ceremony before Chris. Like Bobby's probably the freshest made guy in there, outside okay. of Chris and Eugene.
1: But it's—I it, think this is—and a and I, this may be one of those those unanswered soprano questions. But like, Bobby hadn't popped his cherry, so to speak and that that means
0: just, i literally was just reading yeah you know
1: you know exactly we know we in this like he hasn't yeah, he, he hasn't got a murder that. off for of those that don't know what i mean cherry pop and we'll find that out later down the road but he hasn't actually whacked anybody so i it's hard to
0: believe here's okay go ahead here's a reply to that they still prefer to have guys make their bones aka pop they cherry but it's not a requirement even in the mob's heyday, there be years when only a handful of guys got whacked in all of the New all of New York by the mob. Sometimes there just isn't that much need to have people whacked. Since the late '90s, hardly anyone gets killed. The bosses of New York passed a rule that the families should only kill someone if they absolutely have to. So I think I wow. think what we would have to. Suspend I believe to his, as Viewers is that this is a new era Of the mob and a mm-hmm. nigga like Bobby Can be made Okay, mm-hmm. Just due to his dad's Prestige working for Junior Some of the positions that he's held The politics of it he got moved up Cause you okay. gotta remember that's his dad was a beast a, Yeah, that's,
2: yeah. A raise, that's a great point It's a uh, You know it's not too far off from you know You think of like black fraternities and sororities yeah. You got a legacy member Legacy. You know what I mean you got somebody who, you know, their dad was a part of this fraternity. They went to school here 30 years ago. He got a rep here, which you mean my son ain't about to be one either. Mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit different, but I think they probably take that into account. Like, we can't do old man Bacala like that. You know, he yeah. vouching for him in a sense. Yeah, and I, I love how they, you know, I think Paulie specifically says, if you got a problem, you come see him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll take care of it. This is how; these are the rules. This is the structure. This, you, this ain't the Wild West. I mean, taking care of your own business. We here, we here for you to take care of all that.
0: Some of the comments are saying that Bobby was made before the series started. Bobby got made before Tony or Junior became bosses, so maybe it was under the Jackie or the old man before him era. So I think we're supposed to believe that Bobby was made when he was introduced.
3: Okay.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh it's very this is a big deal this is a huge deal not only just for Christopher but it's a huge deal for the mafia right now in in the world of the Sopranos because I'm listening I'm still listening to y'all go check it out but I'm listening to Sammy the Bull um, our thing podcast and he's given a lot of information a lot of details about the mob mafia and his experience so it's a lot of stuff there um but it's a very big deal because you imagine like, this is the new era, but this is in at the end, you know, the, the concept that is introduced in the pilot of Sopranos. So the heyday of the mob is behind them. They're moving into the nineties, going into the two thousands. So it's like the, the, how everything is super uh, focused and how people have all eyes on them. It's not, they're not low key in the Costa Nostra like they used to be, they're trying to be, but they are not necessarily like that in this era. So they don't really open up the books that often because you, it's hard to build that trust. So the fact that they're doing this is safe. and even then look at how small it is. They only have two guys. They only open in the book for two guys, Eugene and Christopher. So it's a huge deal. This is a huge deal. And so I, it's it's a great scene. And um, there was a, I forgot where I seen it, but there were some real life mafia guys that said that this was pretty close to like how they really do the services. Like the the maid service with with bringing people in, they say it was really close.
2: You, you know what I think about every time I watch this scene. And I, right. if you're watching Sopranos for the first time, you won't think about this until you finish the series. But it always makes me think of Phil Leotardo.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys are not pricking their fingers. At the end of guys the series, like
2: the
0: finger pricked anymore, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, it always makes me think about Phil, like because he yeah. was he, he was at his wits end. Disgusting. Yeah, he was disgusted with them, I love man. Phil this pick me thing. This yeah. this pygmy thing in New Jersey,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would also Carmine say... Carmine
2: always said the Sopranos is nothing more than the glory, cry, the glorified glorify, crew.
1: Yeah, just like us three, we're we'll glorified crew. Uh, but <laughs> um, but this it's is also
2: I can't wait till we see. I Phil. can't wait.
1: I love Phil. I don't know who I love more, him or, or Ralph. But um, but I will say this is one of the low key most haunting scenes of Sopranos to me. Like when that crow hits that window and and Christopher looks at that, that crow and the crow is there for the whole time until they finally are made and cross over. Then the crow is gone. That if that ain't the most haunting, one of the most haunting thing is Sopranos, bro. Like, I, every time I see that scene, and even, like, how serious it is, ain't no jokes, ain't no laughing, they got that fire in their hand. Like, it's, this is not a game, this is not a play thing. And, again, last season, Tony told him, he said, I'm going to give you 15 minutes to make a decision. And since then, Chris has finally made his decision to stay focused, even to this point of being made. So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to add to the ceremony before we go to the, you know, the after party, so to speak?
0: What was the crow uh,
1: supposed like, to be deaf to you? Like a bad omen. That's, that's what Christopher labels as a bad omen. So it's like, it's, it's almost like, and I don't have by definition like what, what crows symbolize, but it's almost as if, and even Adriana kind of said, no, it's if they're flying inside, not outside, you know, mm-hmm. but it almost comes off to me, just my interpretation, seeing the crow is like, this wasn't really for you. You're going against the grain. Like, the, the, the grain, you sh- you shouldn't have been a part of this. And and you still went against your gut feeling. You always had ambitions to do other things, but your gut feeling, you, you, you didn't listen to it. And it's like the crow kind of confirmed that this is not the right move. And now it's too late. Now when you look over, the crow is gone. So that was kind of like a warning sign almost to me.
2: I feel that, yeah.
1: Okay. Um,
2: Especially after you watch the series, mm-hmm. you know maybe not now, but when you look back at Chris's story arc, but yeah, Chris's fate. You're right. You're right. That that makes. Yeah, when you sense. look at when you look back Having at that, it's kind of how. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, we go over here to the after party, man. They have Vesuvios. They're clapping it up, man. They. <laughs> they got they got the two and women the song getting, is hilarious the bro. song is definitely
0: song hilarious is fucking hilarious! shaking that ass
1: <laughs> no like no like they was ready for 2023's radio it's stations
0: most, it's the most deadpan it is redundant shaking that ass shaking <laughs> that ass like what
1: man they should have brought back up in the club they should have brought that they should have brought that back man <laughs> i swear when i see that every time i hear up in the club i just crack up when they use that well you know furio pulled up on matthew Bevelacqua and them Hell yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah i guess i mean they got the they got the two women they're getting to it on a on a Man. thing um you know they're having a drink and christopher's very excited i i don't know maybe i could help me on this is this something you like is this entertainment like you would eat and do this i know some guys do this type of thing but like how y'all feel about it? Especially Paulie being like a germaphobe. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems kind of like. I, the you v- want to eat it, at the strip club? Yeah, so strip like
0: club, club, man. Let me, that's let me, down here. That that's
1: why I was bro. saying, like, I'm lemon not. Pepper,
0: really, lemon pepper lou. Lemon like, pepper absolutely. lou. Wow. Not even yeah, Lou Williams. He talking about yeah, Lou Williams. Oh, Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams. Lou Williams.
2: <laughs> I forgot you don't watch sports, Mo. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, right he
0: had no clue what you was nah, talking about. I was like, Lou.
2: <laughs> I, I back, back when the NBA had the bubble. Back when the NBA had to bubble down in Florida, Lou had to leave for some personal reasons. He got he got permission. But stopped at the strip club to get the wings.
0: To get the wings. City. And ended up resist. getting Magic caught City and getting
2: suspended and all this other stuff. <laughs> and then everybody made the joke like, you know, the strip club wings are good if you, if, you know, if you're worth getting Max. suspension for it. People say that. And even but here A lot of Atlanta, people like, don't know a... outside that that's a normal thing. Like the same way Max. you would go to Popeyes or whatever. Like, oh, let's just go to Magic yeah. City and get some wings.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a strip club down here in Atlanta. They got like a five star I would say. Like, it's top, yeah, uh, top of the line shit.
1: I, I hear I that know, all the time.
0: like strippers are in there dancing and shit, but it's like real deal chefs in there, like it's real top of the line meals and shit. So yeah, hmm. you can eat in the strip club. Okay, uh, but all the bitches in there ain't dirty, so like you ain't gotta I, worry I, I, I about mean, that. Hey, you know? Hopefully, <laughs> the, the strip club that you're frequenting, you ain't got dirty bitches in there.
1: Sanitation, so is <laughs> <it's> important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but. You know, Paulie pulls up to Christopher and they're having this moment and it's just good moment, but it's funny because their interpretation of what this moment is, is different. You know, uh, Christopher's looking at Paulie like, like a, like a big brother, almost like a, a big homie, his friend. He's like, man, I appreciate it, Paulie. He's like, you sports books, you know what? I got you. That's your thing now. And he tells him like, Hey, the only problem you got is you got to kick up to me. Only problem I got is I got to kick up to Tony. And so he tells him straight up, this is what you got to do. You got to be what 10 points on, on, on your earn and, And that's it. That's all you got to worry about. What was it? 10.6
2: grand grand minimum a
1: week. Okay, six grand. And that is like, these guys are getting to it on rackets. Like, I don't make that. I definitely don't make that by a week at my job. I'll be all the way real. Like, there's nowhere near that. Like, I mean, I'm not even in corporate America, but like, bro, six grand a week, like, you are putting in work like this because it's like these guys don't have real jobs, bro. So you, you, they're creating their own job literally in real time in their own system and their own management. You kind of got to respect that a little bit, you know?
0: Um, yeah. It's like in sales when you got to develop territories, right? So you develop territories and you have to go work people in that area to generate a certain amount of revenue per month because, you know, I got to make this much to make sure I'm good and the company got to get this much. See, I understood the conversation. Mm-hmm. six grand like you said though, they are getting to it though six grand a week is a lot oh yeah having to kick up and that's just a kick up that that's ain't show money that's yeah. Just like yeah those are the taxes yeah. <laughs> like you gotta pay those are just the taxes
1: yeah after yeah after wop. um yeah so it's 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 again the concept i always i'm gonna beat y'all over the head if y'all listening but like this the the being you wanting something else or liking the idea of things over the actual thing like that's the human experience like that is that is that's why sopranos is mm-hmm. so relatable it's the idea of something more than the thing you it's the idea man i'm gonna I'm get the rose or i'm gonna get the bentley i'm gonna get you get it then it's like okay that's yeah, cool it's i mean it was great for three months i want something else or you know you get the cribs like man I want, if i get this crib i'm set you move your stuff in. It's like okay this is cool you know so it's like yeah, ooh, that is it for three months and i'm tired of it that, that's what I'm saying. That's the human experience. Yeah. That's why Sopranos is so relatable. You can't really turn your nose up, up and like, man, bro, you said you wanted this. No, because we all do this. So at this point, Chris is excited. He's ready to go to it, but we'll get a different sentiment down the road. Um, I wanted to ask, what did y'all think about, because I got some words, what did y'all think about this Carmine and Tony interaction?
3: <laughs> 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 why did you
1: go?
2: Oh, um. It's a major setup for what we, you know, we don't, we know about New York, but we don't know about New York as Mm -hmm. Sopranos, you know, viewers at this point. And as we mentioned earlier, this kind of turns the page, this episode turns the page on the Sopranos world and how broad it actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is our first Carmine sighting. This is the first time we meet Carmine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have Johnny Sacks with him, so you can kind of see that hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And I forget which one of you brothers made the point in the last scene, but uh when you were talking about bobby being made just talking about how that's just the new era this is a new wave of the mob Mm -hmm. i think carmine represents this in this conversation when he talks about there's no stigma anymore you know how Mm -hmm. are the spells going openly think about how how what to what lengths tony went to hide that from people yeah you know what i mean the fact that that got out almost got him killed Mm -hmm. to now one of the new york bosses is coming to you just saying like how is things going you know we know about this we know about your therapist you know, it's not as bad as what you think it is. You know, I just want to check in and let you know it's cool. Like, we all know it ain't no thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Tony, I understand what happened to privacy. Like, why the fuck are y'all discussing my business? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I, I don't appreciate New York being in Jersey business. And mm-hmm. that's going to be a common theme that we see hmm. throughout The Sopranos. There's going to be a prominent New York character, um, you know, who, who plants who plants ground in New Jersey. Yeah, and it obviously is going to make you wonder, like, what you doing over here? What's your purpose? What's your goal? Yeah, so it's kind of like that prying around. There's certain questions you just don't ask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's one of those ones where you know you kind of you uh, you you saying it from a good place, but you also overstepping a little bit. Like right? we talking about some business and <laughs> some other shit. You up here talking business, about right. my my therapist? Yeah. Like I don't know, man. I ain't yeah, that yeah, comfortable it. with you, man. Give me some privacy.
3: Thanks.
0: Hmm. And you looking at me like it's. A weakness even though you explaining it my son had it and all this shit like that in this world that we're in things like that are perceived as a weakness so you only bringing it up because you holding it over my head you can se- seem as sincere as you want but we know both what mm-hmm. this is and i like tony's response to it the other great thing about this scene that i love is introducing like you guys said the new york aspect of it earlier in the episode i talked about the pivot that you guys mentioned that they had to do from Livia to where they were now. And this was a great pivot showing, Hey, they are bigger crews. They're bigger bosses than Tony out here. Let's expand the world, go over to new New York versus just New Jersey and have him dealing with his uncle and his mom as the villains. And let's introduce other people who are worthy adversaries, not just in his crew, but outside of his world. So I, I, I like the fact that, and like you said, his son, Johnny Sack. In our like before this moment, we thought Johnny Sack was a boss. Until we seen mm-hmm. like man answer the goddamn phone. Like we seen him get put in this place. So now, <laughs> as a viewer, we get to be like, oh, okay. Now they bringing the big dog, big dogs in. So I, I really like this thing.
2: Yeah, and even if even if Carmine was genuine, even if he sincerely meant that, there's still a little bit of a mm-hmm. that's not your place. A little bit you know, of yeah, almost,
0: I'm, I'm putting my dick on the table, like bro. I, yeah, I know you're going through some bullshit. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a scene in later seasons with Johnny Sack is, is venting to Tony about something, um, and Tony tells him, "You shouldn't be telling me that." Like, no, regardless of our friendship and how tight we are,
0: yeah, none of my there's business, a
2: certain bro. law and a certain code that that's still your family and that was a, that's y'all business. Yeah, like that, you you crossing the line right now, even though you know I'm not gonna say nothing mm-hmm. by telling me and venting. You know what I mean? It's even Tony had to remind him that. So there's always going back to our last scene when they break down to Chris and Eugene what this thing of ours is. Mm-hmm. There are codes and laws, and, and mm-hmm. we get right away in this very next scene where they're kind of being teetered with.
1: Mm, that's 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 really good. Uh I, I'm calling I'm calling Capricola on this whole this whole scene is Cap. <laughs> it's it, it's it's great for the Sopranos, but this is Cap. Uh, there is no way in Costa Nostra, and I don't they know, it, I don't know, no, and I don't know. No again, we're not the we're their not their the ass. mob experts. We're black guys. Obviously, we don't know anything about the mob. You know what I'm saying? So but we're just talking about within the research, like most fans, there is no way a New York boss is going to sit there and have a conversation with you and say that that's OK. They, you, you're, They're, they're going to plot to cap you. It's not, there's no way you can talk to a therapist. I seen, uh, Michael Francis, who was a former mob member, one of the highest earners that has a YouTube at this point. He talked about, like, he, his respect for the show, but he talked about that story alone. You, in the mafia for real, you would have been killed. You, you can't talk to a therapist. I don't care what your emotions is. You can't do it, which that's one of the reasons we love the show. But I think that. I think it works well when it's the New Jersey crew that knows. But when you brought the New York and bringing Carmine in to acknowledge that, I didn't like it because it felt very unrealistic to me. There's no way in any kind of way I feel Carmine or anybody in New York would be fine with that. I think if they kept it amongst Jersey, like, okay, this is the glorified crew. We ain't, we only, uh, only we know this. Kind of like we talked about Phil Leotardo talk about, they don't even prick, they prick their finger. Yeah. Cause he don't really know what's going on fully with Jersey. The fact that they brought Carmine there to say that New York, uh, uh, that, that he knows that for one, I got a question. Who told them? Maybe it was Paulie and, and two, there's just no way you would be cool about it. I, I just that to me, I just I don't believe it. just felt very false to me as far as this, the universe of Sopranos. That felt really like ah. Eh, I don't think so. I don't think that's
0: that's how it would work. Hmm. What would you say if someone said that is the way that they tried to show that this was what this premise of the show is about as far as Tony coming in on the back end of things? So Mm -hmm. if you're in on the back end of things, you got an old school dude like Carmine, who really, he don't give two fucks, bro. Like, he ain't got the the moxie to be able to, like, go to war and kill a boss of a family over a psychiatrist. I think even in that conversation, when he said it, he was like, bro, my, my son go to a psychiatrist. I think he was more so on the tip of, like, bro, I'm old. Like, all of that stuff that you're talking about, Mo, is true, absolutely. But we're in a new age now, man. And he said it in that conversation, bro. I'm just looking to make money with the Soprano crew, and continue to do that like we did for a long time. So, what if it was just? I'm not trying to get into that. Like, I'm past that stage.
1: Would I you believe be open to that being I, that that will make more sense. But I believe that they wrote it in that way. So, what you're saying is what I believe the writer. The, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I don't have no inside information, but like, I feel like they wrote it that way. Like, oh, this is why they can get this off because it is a new era. It They're in at the end. These are the last yeah, days of the Yeah, I think that's the why they
0: squeezed it that in. That's
1: why they squeezed it in. But yeah, it's this still, a, it,
0: If this was a documentary, then he would die. Absolutely. But you see what I'm saying? It's, it's TV, just, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, everything has to be 100% accurate. I'm, I'm not even – I'm not going to be the guy for that because I love the yeah. therapy. But I just think it – it just, it doesn't, that, that puzzle piece don't fit to me. I wish you would have almost been like, hey, take care of yourself. I know you've been passing out. I found out some stuff, but I wish you wouldn't have brought up the therapy part. That part just always felt like, eh, it just don't fit to me. But it's not the end of the world. I just, I just wanted to see what y'all thought about it. It just was a weird, odd, it was an odd thing to me. Because then like Johnny Sack, like, I don't know if Johnny Sack knew he was in therapy. And I almost feel like Johnny Sack would have really been like, nah, bro. Like, no, like, excuse me.
0: And he was just old too. Like Phil would have brought it to his door about this. Oh, Phil! <laughs> Later on in the series, Yeah, like Phil would like he's seeing guys what? are talking to like, therapists, dude. dude. And like this, I think yeah. it's just saying a lot about Carmine. Just been okay. an old ass because Carmine like, got a lot of compromise
1: bro. when it comes to earning. Like you will see that with yeah, like you like, know <laughs> one of our characters. He he has Carmine it like just,
0: this. <laughs> <just> <laughs> so I think that's a part. Carmine like. just riding the wave until death, bro. He just like, riding like, the wave, bro. Uh,
1: away. Carmine, he he. I, I'm here for the money. You hear me? Like, that's all of me. know for.
0: what
2: yeah, I'm thinking like, about, oh, man. Compromise. Y'all know what i about y'all talk about copper yeah. yeah.
1: He like did He he he. He's had sex with your wife. Know, no,
2: like, all right. Wait, what?
1: <laughs> That's all he care about, bro. It which, was an
2: expression. It's
1: wait till we get to that, man. I'm yeah. making a point, right? Which, which is kind of like it. It may be like, um, I, I always forget the boss we just spoke about the of the five families. Uh, it was one of the bosses that was really not about like murdering people, but more about the money than anything. He was making so much oh, money. Castellano. Castellano. I feel oh, like Castellano. maybe there was. Paul Castellano, maybe there was some inspiration that's from what his he, character.
0: That's what Carmine was supposed yeah, to be. Right, that's what yeah, it absolutely. seemed like.
1: Like, cause he like, I'm just about the yep. money. Like, and we'll see that we'll get a scene later where he don't he veto a lot of things because it's about money for me. Yep. So that, that might be some of the yep. inspiration to the uh, his character.
0: But I think he was an inspiration to that character. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, we go to the next scene. Tony wakes up, he's got the robe on. <laughs> Janice, I don't know what type of day this is, but it must be pretty early. Janice drinking a Coke 45, <laughs> living
0: her best life
1: on Tony's couch. Shout
0: out to Billy D. <laughs> hey, you saying I don't know what type of day this is is a good point. Because look, Tony in his robe. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too goddamn late in the day. But at the same time, like you said, she's sitting on the couch, like she been there for hours, nigga. Yeah, so is bro. it in the Listen. middle of the afternoon? Or is Tony, like Tony's night, right. in
2: a row. Tony's in a row with coffee. She got chips, cold cuts, Coke 45 bro,
0: she been like, honkered in for a minute. So yeah. did she wake up at like 6? and started getting to it, like, that's crazy. Right, because Tony's
1: sleep schedule is, it's not your normal sleep schedule, so it, you know, sometimes he has late nights, like an executive game, or, so you're right, we, we, that's the interesting thing, we have no idea what time of day it is for Tony, like,
2: she got oh. multiple cans, y'all. I'm looking she got she has Jeez. there's three beer
0: cans on the table, man. That
1: speaks to I don't have nothing to do, bro. Like I have nothing to do. Oh, I am good.
0: Shit, boy. A nigga crack a beer at 12, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Goddamn thing. You ain't got bro. nothing right. to do. Nobody's playing. That's part of
2: Janice's. That's yeah, Janice's plan. It's the About brilliance
0: the of Janice. This yeah. is the brilliance of her. Okay, go now for it. Yeah, exactly go go right there with the it. That's exactly where I was
1: going with it. Go right there. So what what was her plan at this moment? Sitting, you know, coasted, chilling on Listen, the couch, man. At the
0: Sopranos house. This lady, this lady told me that you let her stay at mom's house. All right, cool. I'm you. You done flew me out here. You asked me to come. You begged me to see this. Go all the way back to the phone mm. call. This ain't even just on the couch. Yeah. Like Janice, so cold. You begged me to come. Now that I'm here, I mean, why would you want me to leave? of Course, we gotta figure up mom's estate and do all these other things. And while we doing that, I'm gonna make it as inconvenient as possible for you for me to be in your space. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, and, and because I want to go to mom's house, I'm gonna make it real inconvenient because Gal already told me that you said she could stay there. Mm-hmm. But now the best choice for you, Carmela, because I know she's gonna be giving you shit if mm-hmm. I'm sitting right here on the couch with all of this shit right here. Now is how do we get Janice out of here? She's not mm-hmm. going back to Seattle. All right, we let her stay at mom's house. But Janice ain't She's not directly saying any of this I'm just going to be my regular annoying self And let y'all figure it out That's the brilliance of her mm-hmm. And it works every time throughout this series with Tone. Mm-hmm. Every time she played a big sister card And know how he thinks Like she always get him I think
3: <laughs>
2: 100% man couldn't, couldn't have said it any better She The fact that she intentionally is leaving this area Looking crazy Oh uh, Mm-hmm. You know, Where's a mess scattered. Like, I, look at this clean house, and then you just got this. Like, why do you even have you got a box of wheat thins and three <laughs> bags of chips and a cold cut? Like, why do you have all of this at once?
0: You why know I'm what I mean? Like, like, I I would have lost my shit.
2: Like, you got four oh. bags of chips open on the on the table right now, just chilling? Like, what are you doing?
1: That's a soprano habit. A we find out later.
0: <laughs> I would have lost my shit, bro. Yeah, man. But damn, like get one at a time
2: or pour them all in a bowl, man. Have some decency about yourself, man. You
0: know what I mean? Decency. Just straight disrespectful. This like this is a disrespectful setup. Like any set, like you walk into this setup, like this is a disrespectful setup, bro. Like I don't got no respect for this house. Nobody in it. Nobody that's gonna say nothing to me. Like I'm just me. I'm doing me. Yo, because
2: she knew Tony's gonna come down here and be like, "Oh hell no," she gotta go. I don't even care if it's my. I'll get sweat, uh, sweat line up out of there if that means that you ain't here. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy her
0: yeah. oh, a room. She knew that. Bro. I'll break her off. Whatever it got to happen, Jan is getting out of my shit.
1: Bro, the fact that <laughs> her fiance called Tony's number, I mean, obviously got it from, maybe from when, you know, they called, but like,
0: I think. how he did he sound?
1: Crew. Oh, yeah he, he, yeah, he goes all night. Like... <laughs> like janice is just like tony like people that have such a hate for janice she's just like tony bro we just don't get to spend the same kind of time with her so we don't get the nuance and the uh, expansion of the of all of the emotions of janice so people hate her so much but she's just like tony like tony like there's a later scene with artie where he talks to tony and he says you you knew if, if not all else fails you can comp all this you knew you can run up a tab and you knew I wouldn't be able to pay this back. And at the end of the day, if nothing else, you got free meals planned this so yeah. at, at the end of the day Tony at that already saying you're gonna get whatever you can get so that's the same thing Janice does like she was with that young boy that yeah. probably was the same age as Meadow and if nothing else he can go all night I'm good I I, I because
0: Janice to put that wop on him boy. she, she probably did some shit he ain't and, never and, heard and, of and, and they, look at this he and he she needed this
1: because look because she needed this because who was she who was she with, who was she dealing with before Richie, right?
0: Anything and Richie that he couldn't was quite. It was light work compared yeah. to Richie, you know, yeah. Because,
1: because like, Richie couldn't quite. You know, he he couldn't sell it. But now this young boy. He he definitely sold it all night. So it, you know, she she made it happen. Like it. I mean, I just think it's amazing how Janice has no ties versus Tony's ties to the mob, and she could literally change her life at a moment's notice. Her fi- her fiance called, not boyfriend, not little fling, fiance. Like, and she just really like, right, yeah, I ain't going back. That's not, I ain't even, I might even sell his ring. Like, she's like, what? <laughs> How did he sell? How did he sell? Look at his face now.
3: Like, bro,
1: <laughs> look at his face now, bro. Like,
0: Janice is a dog, bro. God, like, she kicked yes, that nigga, try, like, handle my light one. was going to get married, bro. And no. she was like, nah, fuck that. It's yeah, a house down here and some <laughs> old records, nigga. I ain't going back. Like, now Janice good. is a dog, man. Worst time. you the worst
2: time.
0: Bro, like, she, like, that's crazy. I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. I the crazy thing about it, now that we talk about that, probably way back on the phone, she knew, oh, once yeah. I get on this plane, bro, I ain't, I'm never coming back here. Right. Like, I'm feeling absolutely mom's it, dead I'm gonna take the house oh, yeah. I'm gonna take the whip and like all of this is oh, man sayonara little buddy it makes God.
1: you wonder what would have yeah, happened man. if she brought him there if Tony say all right fine it would
0: never happen
1: it I, I almost it just makes me almost wonder like she what would have happened
0: about that because he was in the room I mean she yeah, probably would have kept him around like
1: still but she would have been playing him to the left she just used him for the, you mm-hmm. know the all-night joint I don't know, but yeah, that's I can't hilarious, wait
0: dude. We get to the nigga that Janice did bring around, though. Uh, oh, yeah, he's hilarious too.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, he's hilarious. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> oh man, y'all probably like, man, what are y'all talking about? For those that are new, new listeners and watchers <laughs> and supporters, they're like, I don't even know what y'all talking about. Don't worry about it. Y'all, y'all get there and then y'all can run Welcome this whole podcast back. Classic. Okay. Um, there's going to be a
2: lot of that talk today, man, because there's so many characters we meet, so and I just start laughing about up. certain things that yeah. we're going to see in the future, man. Like this next scene yes. with yes. Benny. Like I started... <laughs> yeah.
1: So Christopher uh, goes to the pizza parlor, speaking of Benny. Uh, he's there, and he's, with, uh, he's rolling with a young boy, Benny Fazio. Um, he just got out of prison recently. Uh, we see Jackie Jr. and Dino over there. And Jackie Jr. basically says... He, without Tony Soprano, he's a zero with shoes. That mm-hmm. is cr- a crazy thing. We know they don't matter, but is that true though? Without Tony I Soprano, think he's a zero. That's the overall
2: perception of, I think that's the perception of somebody on, I think that generation. Okay. That generation doesn't look at Chris as somebody they want to be. They look at Chris as somebody like, if I was in that position, I can do that job be better. You this. know what I mean? I think when, when when you got the younger guys, when Tony was Chris's age, I think they knew like, oh, Tony one of them ones. Jackie's them one moves. of them ones. You know what I mean? Okay. Pussy's one yeah. of those ones.
0: That's a good point. I don't think they That's looked at Tony,
2: uh, Chris, at that same respect. Like you're riding on Tony's coattails. Like, you it's know the what air, It's and the era too, know. though.
0: Yeah, Jackie, part of that asshole, dipshit, millennial area.
2: Think, uh, yeah. Think about what we see this episode. Like, this is uh, t- what we see this episode that Chris sees. Chris was above what he did later shit. on. You know what I mean? Yeah, Those yeah. are the type of decisions that Chris makes that makes people think about, uh, think that about. Like, you, you mm-hmm. just, you're not even stepped up. Are like, you doing low level shit? You should have somebody you hired to do this <laughs> Man, shit and bring you figured,
0: your cut. Yep. You ain't even figured this shit out yet. Yeah, still you moving up the ladder Like you got this shit figured out Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest things That lingered over Chris throughout this whole series Mm -hmm. Like you don't even have this shit figured out Nigga you trying to write movies Mm -hmm. You trying to do all this other bullshit And I'm just asking you for six grand a week Which should be nothing To a made guy with the pool that you have with our family And you out here fucking robbing colleges Mm -hmm. Like come on bro Like like Jackie got the right to look at him like that
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jackie, Jackie should never have access to be doing a score with Chris like that after yeah. you just got made. Yes, this speaks and to that speaks. That should be off the table.
0: Yeah, facts.
2: And the fact that it's ja- happening, Jackie lets me what know what he was talking he was. about. Yeah, nah, Jackie yeah.
0: Junior Slick what he was talking about. Like, like, bro, like I, my dad was made. Like he was that nigga. I know you. Yeah. I know a fraud when I see one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, be honest, bro. I, I'm, it's hot take. We know Jackie dumb, but. Honestly, if Jackie was uh, had a, a Tony Soprano in his life that was like grooming him, cause he's not that far off from Chris. If we'd be honest, like people would be like, "Oh, hey, hey, Jackie," so yeah, but he didn't have nobody to kind of groom him. Chris, we go back to season one of Chris. Chris shot somebody in a in a you know what I mean, like a a donut spot, just because dude looked at him like you weak, you soft, bro. Like I don't respect you at all. I could put anybody in front of you and get their order out before you, a regular civilian. So we look at Jackie. He's not really that much different from Chris. He just don't have the backing okay. or the connection like like Chris. So a lot of people would wouldn't say that, but what? I would say that it's like it's the
0: problem Pick was Pick was, Pick was, Pick you, was the nigga was fucking with Richie and he was fucking with uh what's my man name? that you what like you ta- Mo in this season? Oh, Ralphie. Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie, yeah. Ralphie and Ralphie. Richie was his mentors. Like yeah. he was only I was destiny. just about to
2: say, Mo. <laughs> look at the look at the title of this episode, man.
1: Oh, I can't wait to get on mm-hmm. There's a big tie in. that you I, think I mean, the fortunate
2: son That that point you just made is facts, 100 mm-hmm. percent.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's so in his, it's so in his bloodline. And I think that is probably one of the biggest misunderstandings. And it, it, it almost brings the focus in because it's like, could Jackie have been better than Chris? Because he really wanted Absolutely. to do this. And Chris didn't. Said Chris really? said he's heir apparent. An yeah. And then Chris maybe really didn't want to do this. It almost makes you say, hmm. I mean, again, Jackie, we know he's not that intelligent, but again, I think Chris got groomed much later down in the series where Chris was in his bag. He fully accepted what was going on, and it worked for him for a while, but that's later down the road, and I know y'all want us to focus on this episode, but... Uh, what did y'all get from this scene? Uh, this piece of parlor, you know, this is kind of representing of like a, a low level thing. He's kind of like the, you know, the the person that made it to the league. He's kind of like showing up and they're like, oh, Chris, you know, but he's like, I can't be spotted in something like this. And Jackie Jr. is just so angry. He smacks this dude. Piece like, and I know you live. Uh, Dino comes up with the play, you know, and Jackie says it was his idea. Uh, what do y'all get anything else from this piece of parlor scene?
2: Chris is just above, like I said, he he's realizing that this this old world, this old life that I was a part of, mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. But he spends the old, the, he spends the whole episode in that space. Like I said earlier, man, if you want something new, you got to get rid of the old things, and he's still taking care of those old habits. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just to set up the play, man, between you know what we're gonna see later on in this episode. But yeah, man, Tony, I mean Chris is. He's trying to get his rep around, but he's getting the reaction that you know he might not be expecting.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this the first time we seen Benny?
2: Yes. Yeah, this, is this first, the time first time we saw, saw Benny. Something. What yeah. do I
1: think? What do I think about that? Yeah. Like we just found out they just throw. I mean, they did that last episode, but they just throw us Benny Fazio, and we just found out he basically just got out of prison. It seems like Benny. I don't know if he's a made guy, but it seems I definitely don't think he's made because nah, nah, he. Nah. There's no way he would be made before Chris. Like there's no way, but. He's basically it, I think it
0: shows again. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say it's just Chris's new young boy. Like how he had with, you know, yeah, the very Matthew and- subtle.
0: The very subtle ways that they show growth in this series, I really appreciate. Cause it shows like it ain't a Brennan type character, right? Yeah, There's not young. someone who thinks that they're on the same level as Chris. It's someone who's clearly there because Chris is a May guy. Just like Tony got a driver and he got uh, Furio and Mm -hmm. other people under him, it shows that Chris is climbing up the ladder. This dude just got out. Okay, cool. We're going to put you with Chris. Mm -hmm. You're going to drive him around. You're going to make sure he's protected and all these things of that nature. So I love the subtle growth that it shows with his character being at. And we get some great stuff from him later, too.
1: Yeah, I, Oh, yeah. Great stuff. That didn't, didn't even, the I mean, story
0: in Yeah, and I enjoyed it. I'm like, hey, I mean, shots out to Benny. I really enjoyed I Benny, did. man. I, I enjoyed Benny's journey, bro. I well, do, listen, I do too.
2: I, I love too. how these ancillary, these ancillary characters who don't know, we don't know them from anything mm-hmm. end up having some great moments in Sopranos right. history. Like Benny just he has a standout moment already i talked about chris already earlier man <laughs> benny has a moment that's just hilarious
0: all like, right so funny and when on? you rewatch it you instantly <laughs> laugh because you remember yeah that. like
2: every you know, time i, I see I, benny I, I i'm like hey man benny I, funny because it's so petty wait to the <laughs>
0: Benny scene
1: it's so petty it's like dude what are you doing but why it's are, real good it's real good it though it's like it why are you two battling for real like what is this it's like crazy it's funny though i love i love it man the sopranos man we talk about it's all kind of shows but uh uh, but yeah, so, I mean, he got Benny with him, but I do like this Dino guy.
0: I liked him here. I, I thought, I mean, he, he, he just uh, came off like another version of the nigga that got killed in the tube.
1: Matthew, me. Matthew Bevilacqua. Matthew
0: Bevelacqua. But, but he, I mean, he may have came you off like in the that. Tub? Well, not the tub. You
1: talk, oh, you talking about like Brendan? Talking about Brendan? I'm talking about. I ain't going to say yeah, Brendan. Yeah, he comes though. off as. Yeah. Brendan was like mad, like a druggy, like just thirsty. thirsty. I felt like this
0: dude just like this. This dude just but like but he this. he, we sit, he can- we sit right here and we put up a whole score together. Like me and you finna get paid off of this, and just because Chris is this nigga that you think is made, and you look at it in this highlight, you wouldn't gave him all the beans to our little score that we had. Like and he's a groupie. Yeah, I mean but, like, but 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 uh, I need to but, but, but you need to be connected though, right? You trying to you're trying to get on a journey of success. Nah, you need to- I need to get my money, I need to get my bread up to be in that circle in, in the first place. So we can do these little hits just like Tony. That's why people thought that Tony was that dude as we get the stories of him robbing card mm. games and whatever it may be. It was never. I'm trying to get the connections. I'm gonna get my bread up and get the leverage to be what motherfuckers gotta fuck with me.
1: I feel like you still gotta know somebody. Somebody gotta like because the mob talks. We see they gossip. They, they already gossip.
0: know him though. That's why that's my point. That he know Benny. He know like if I'm making moves and I got my if I'm getting they my weight up out here, people that know me gonna know.
1: But he don't know Dino though. Like he probably know Jackie Jr., but he don't know Dino. Like Dino, like, bro, look, I gotta get mine. Like they know you because they know your father. But they don't know me, bro. Like
0: you know what I mean? I, I get it though, but you I don't mean, know. I gotta incorporate niggas in my deals, though. I, 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 need I get to make my money alone, not my so first, respect not me. my first joint. Like, I, I yeah, <laughs> I get that. We could have yeah. let it marinate. I need, need to respect that I get money, not that I'm bringing you in on these money situations. Like, yeah. I ain't doing that, I ain't sharing the pie before I'm eating like y'all. It could have worked in his favor
1: if Jackie wasn't involved, I think, but it, it kind of backfired. We've we'll seen later, but like, it could have worked if it was Dino and Chris only. It would have my. It probably would have been. He probably would have been his other other young boy with uh Benny. But um we get Melfi and Tony. Uh, it's just always good to see Melfi back. I feel like it's just so. It, it felt watching it the first time. I felt like we were always with Melfi and Tony. But as we've been watching it this way, it feel like it's a little spread out a little bit. So I'm I'm enjoying it, it a lot more. It's a breath of fresh air. But Tony shoots it straight. You know, what are you going to do to fix my problem? Because some of my some friends of mine in New York. They know what's going on. I'm here, and quite frankly, it it's a blow to my self esteem. Now he didn't say that word for word or nothing, but like that's kind of the sentiment that I was getting. Uh, but Melfi tells him like straight up, like, "Look, bro, you want to be healed, you want to be cured. We got to go deeper, dude. You're still giving me this surface level stuff. You still didn't want to deal with the the things of your mom when she died. You when you you didn't want to deal with certain things." Um. Uh, Rich, what did you think about this conversation? Obviously, there's some funny moments here. That's going to keep me in these funny moments. But what did you think about this conversation about Melfi trying to get Tony on the right track as far as if you want to get out of here? Then this is the route we need
2: to take. Um, She's, she's understanding that this isn't. She probably has a little bit of that feeling herself. You know what I mean? Like we saw her last season struggling with treating Tony. Um, and why she is continuing to do so, and why there hasn't been any kind of progress. Um, There's a lot of times where I think Melfi throws out ideas, but she doesn't want them to happen either way. Mm -hmm. She wants to continue with the therapy. I think she does have some fascination, but she did bring up the idea of seeing a specialist. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you're ready to take on those next steps, knowing full well, in my opinion, that Tony wasn't going to go for it. Big fact. You know what I mean? You still have issues and still have these reservations about coming to see me, so I know you're not going to a behavioral therapist, which lets her know that all of this is talk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No matter what you say, you're still going to come back to this office and you're still going to start doing the same thing. And that's when he's like, all right, fine. I think that was her way of maybe pressuring him. Let's take, let help me help you. Mm -hmm. Like come in here and really start getting deep about some shit. And we see this episode. They have a major breakthrough because he takes that approach. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a little bit strategic and it was a, it was a win-win for her. Mm -hmm. Either you are going to see somebody and I have no choice but to let go of this toxic relationship that I built with you. Um, or you are going to commit and I can really treat you and get down to the nitty gritty of what's going on. Mm. Don't.
3: And,
1: do
2: you and, add to and shout spot? out to the Buckwheat reference, too.
1: Uh, no, nah, nah, don't just we ain't gonna shout out. We're going to talk about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that shout out. But you nah. know what I'm <laughs> saying? Hey, <laughs> like, he, he I had as a conversation with, there with like, that
1: I had a conversation with Buckwheat. This,
3: this,
1: this Tony is so freaking Buckweed, bro buck so matter of fact, Just man. even call it even if you call a black black man buck.
0: You could just say buck. And that's crazy.
1: Like Tony oh, is a wild shit. boy, man. But,
0: but look, so nonchalantly, no like, so he nonchalantly. didn't even have to search for that word. That was right that's, there on like nigga. I, this is what I call niggas on the regular buckwheat. Mm-hmm. Nigga, why am I even talking to you? Uh, but, you know, Rich brought up a good point, and I thought it was a great job by Melfi showing how much of a master that she is in her field. Immediately when Tony comes in there talking about results and these, and he, uh, like, trying to put his foot down, what Dr. Melfi does is, okay, the people who are getting results, these are the things that they're doing. They're taking these three-step processes, and she's explaining that to them, almost approaching him like, are you willing to do this? Because you ain't been willing to do this coming in here talking to me. Um, over the past, however long we've been dealing with each other. So she does a, a masterful job in kind of walking off the ledge, and I got to start seeing results now. Because she lets him know, like, bro, you're not doing anything to get results. Like, hmm. you're just coming here bullshitting with me once a week.
1: What do y'all think about him answering phone calls and sessions now? This is like a new development. Like, what does that speak to? I mean, to what? I,
0: I think ahead. that's a brilliant part of how she phrased it that that adds to what she's saying like bro you're in here taking phone calls you got busy seasons it's shit that you can't tell me about because you're in the mob like we halfway doing this shit mm. and as long as we halfway doing this shit you're still going to get the same results that you've been getting mm.
2: and it also spike always likes to mention this just showing how each season each episode almost shows how tony's leveling up I don't know if, he, if any of the listeners out there or even one of you have watched Entourage on HBO.
1: Oh, yeah, I've watched that. yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, all, all of Ari's therapy scenes, that was always a point of contention. Like, Ari's phone would go off in these sessions. Mm-hmm. And there's this, like, do I answer it or not? Like, when you demand, when you are that guy, like, there's nobody to call above me. Like, I'm the one everybody's trying to I'm reach. The one to make the decisions. Yeah, he made a scene. Like, you know, if you want to do all this thing, if you want to have the house and the maid and all that, like, I got to take a call on a Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, simple as that.
0: You want these <laughs> like, therapy sessions paid for it, and I got to answer this goddamn phone.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he even said that. Yeah, if you want to go to group therapy, then cool. I'll, I'll leave my <laughs> phone down on the ground. If you want to live in the valley, then that's cool. Like, straight up. But if we're going to maintain this lifestyle, then... There's got to be some compromise. I'm here because I want to get better. Yeah, I might not be board, able to yeah. fully see your side of it as to how I need to fully be present. 90% present is fully present to me. And that's kind of the rub with some of out. these powerful people.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the rub. Yeah, like, they I can't, because even if they don't that's answer different. their phone, Tony's all he's going to think about is what that missed phone call was and how much money that could have cost. What's them. happening. Right. Mm-hmm. What's happening? what's going You're on doing that doing I'm missing out on because I'm here mm-hmm. trying to get my shit right. Right.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And that gives even more fuel to Thanks. New York almost. It gives more fuel to New York. It gives more fuel to any of the guys that feel some kind of way about mm-hmm. me being in therapy. Because he gave everybody the opportunity to speak yeah. up. Nobody spoke up. I can't even but, get in touch with you, Nick. Exactly. So then when it's coming to the part, we can't even get in And you know, people talk. Like in a mob, they definitely talking. Like I, we still don't even know how New York knows. Like we have no idea how New York knows he's in therapy. We is it junior? Later. Is it?
0: Is we get it an idea later?
1: OK, that's I was we ste- we why I said it. Like like
0: OK, we have that's a solid, right. okay. solid idea of who it was.
1: Well, based on that, mm-hmm. do you think that's that's what we're to believe or?
0: Yes. I do. OK, so I, this I has been a that's long build towards but I think the brilliance part. The brilliant part of that is like what you're saying as viewers. We sit here wondering like, well, damn, how do they know that? And then mm-hmm. they drop the breadcrumbs. The, excuse me, they dropped the breadcrumbs To eventually we see Oh, this is the nigga that they've been talking to The whole goddamn time It's where yeah. they get all the information from
1: you, yeah. you, you know what, because we think about it It was only three people in the room when Tony spoke about it Pauly, yep. Chris, and Silvio Yep We know yep. Sil is, is, a, is a lockbox We know Chris ain't that connected and we we'll leave it there. <laughs> so it, it, it's you know it, it's it's really. I dope. remember when you used
2: to wait in the car,
1: <laughs> and maybe you should go back there. <laughs> maybe you should go back there, bro. All right. All right someone
0: all right. talking? Is someone talking? Someone talking? Do I hear anything? <laughs>
1: right Well, I guess Junior's another person that knows. I forgot Junior knows too, and then Mikey Palmese. Oh man. So, but Junior's not gonna. Junior's not gonna go over there. Only person he could fight with was Livia. So, it, you know, but um, yeah, okay, I like it. They definitely. I do think they overemphasize this. This is my busy season. But it's funny that football season is starting by the time y'all hear this. So, the the first week of football hey, man have like started. You-
0: you just don't get with down with this. This is real no, life. Well, no, no, thing, no. I'm, though, I'm I'm thinking the it.
1: overemphasizing of this is my busiest season in the episode. Not saying like knocking football or sports, just the overemphasizing in this. Like I feel like they're like, okay, y'all run into the mill a little bit too many times on the. This is my busiest season. Let me tell Carmela, this is my busiest season. Let me tell. T- the-
0: like. That's their best way to make money, and speaking of them, we do have an ad from the Soprano Sportsbook. Don't waste your time on Fan Duel or any other <laughs> of those betting sites, man. Get the real, authentic gambling experience with the Soprano book well, If you don't pay, you're gonna pay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what was that last line? I heard, I'm sorry? I heard,
2: I heard what you the
0: what last, last line was if you don't pay, you're gonna pay. <laughs> oh, wow with the what soprano do I sportsbook <laughs> i
1: need the contract details
0: <laughs> online now go go find go download the app the soprano Sportbook. it's in the app store go get that all
2: right <laughs> I, I heard with your first i heard with your first deposit of 50 or more you get a free 20 dollars coupon to set to your house oh we need it Dude, i need it yeah man so are we doing two first for... man right in time for your... We're not doing two for shit. We're
1: not doing two for shit. We're not doing two for shit. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for that ass fight. <laughs> but we get a quick little short good. scene. uh Chris finds out that the spread was supposed to be by twelve, I guess. And the guy tells him basically, like, dude, their kicker they're in, they're in the forty five. So, dudes in in field goal range. So it seems like they're still gonna lose, but they're not gonna lose by the margin that he bet on. So Chris obviously loses money. The dude says, Man, I told you, man, when Paulie was here, do you see Paulie here? And you know, we see what it is. Um, uh, anything I get from this just little sports betting scene before we get to the barbecue joint.
0: Who is this black dude? <laughs> was telling I've seen him in a few things, bro. Me, was telling Chris this. Yeah, you he know, you been know been he wanted
2: he's one of the officers in the wire.
0: Okay. That's why I know him from. It surely is. He was arguing with Bunk about one of the bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck Bunk. Okay, I do remember yep, that the is. Omar,
2: the whole Omar situation.
0: It surely is him. That's the fuck Bunk, dude. Okay, I was wondering where the fuck I knew him from. Gotcha. Come
1: on, man. The shows, man. It's all. It's, it's, shows, it's all. A, it's all a big something, or it's all man. a big nothing. Either it has yeah, meaning, but or it, it, has it, no it does
2: meaning. go to show. It does go to show, obviously, with sports betting now in two thousand twenty three, and maybe a few years prior in certain states, that because has become legal, mm-hmm. um, you know. And if you're not familiar with sports betting and gambling, uh, running your own bookie site or on your own bookie network, how much work goes into that? What you're responsible for doing, um, and there is no kind of law for it. It's really all about honor and trust. Like you know no what I mean? Like
0: there's no app. Like if no like, place a bet. That person got to keep record of it. You lose, you win. You got to pay or they're going to come see you. Like it was a it, it still is shit. It's still a big business outside the apps. People still do that. Yeah,
2: he, and he tells them like staying off some of the action. Cause he was like, man, the spread was 12. Like this guy got a. if it gets close, this guy is an all American kicker. Letting him know, like, hey, some of these, some of these requests, some of these calls, man, let's just shut that whole thing down. You know what I mean? Because it could go the other way. But Chris is being greedy because he's looking. This is my racket now. I'm setting the tone. Mm-hmm. This is my main you know, source of income. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know, bit off more than he could chew. But how much precision goes into that? And Pauly would have known that's a veteran move. Chris mm-hmm. is learning the ropes. Uh,
1: Pauly spoke in season one when he was trying to find out about Big P being a rat. And Big P going through uh, physical therapy. And He spoke about... The physical therapist that was helping P was helping also a, like a, like an NFL athlete. So that's a great tie in as far as Paulie kind of having an understanding. It speaks to also that Christopher is not that detail oriented. He, he doesn't quite do the work. He do, he does just enough to get by. Cause when he finds out this He's information, loafing. like, why didn't nobody tell me? No, 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 no. You're a made guy you know running me? the sports, but why didn't you know? Because it's your money. Cause Chris has that problem like he doesn't like to do a lot. He don't like to really do he don't like to really work and when he sees Tony and when he sees Pauly he sees people they just kicking it they're having drinks they at the bottom being with the ladies and they looking but you don't see these dudes are really putting in work behind the scenes. You see the rappers you see them in the videos yeah. with the bottles the, the whip and everything, but you don't see they in the studio for eight hours. You don't see the work and that's Chris's problem. You like the idea but you don't like the actual for- process it's the regularness is that the is your
0: problem that's him that's him throughout this whole series yeah yeah like you're just not doing the correct things that you're supposed to do especially with the 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 perceived talent that you have like the potential Mm -hmm. that everybody thought that Chris had the work ethic you you put great mo is never there it never adds up to the talent that most people see in him which Mm -hmm. is what that's his that's his whole character in a nutshell. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. In the last dance, man, covering Michael Jordan and the Bulls, uh, he tells his teammates, beginning of one of the seasons, man, it starts with hard work, ends with champagne. Chris sees the champagne, but he never sees the hard work. Mm-hmm. Like, he, there's certain things that he doesn't even know what to look for that Tony can do. Uh, not Tony, but excuse me, Paulie could do in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Paulie could probably tell you that the starting left tackle just broke up with his girlfriend. Uh, you know, he been going through it having benders every single night. Bet this part because he going, you know, what I'm saying all this mm-hmm. other stuff, all those small details that's gonna make him a big uh profit in the end. Chris doesn't think that far, he doesn't think that ahead, like, all right, I'm just gonna take the money and hope for the best. Like, nah, you gotta put some effort into this, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: And it goes to show, too, one of the problems that Chris had throughout this thing was his drug use. Like, mm-hmm. Paulie, we know straight as a whistle, he don't use drugs, anything like that.
3: He mm-hmm. don't write nothing down to
0: a point that you just. To the point that you just had Rich I got people calling me all the time With vital information I can't be rolling up I can't be high off heroin Mm -hmm. I can't be sloppy drunk Because at any point in time of the day I got shit that can make me thousands of dollars On the phone where people are calling me about And Chris Mm -hmm. never really made it to that level
1: Mm. And it's it's, I want to use another tie in My second favorite movie of all time White Man Can't Jump Billy Hoyle, Sidney Dean They had a conversation and he says, I know you, Sydney. You like to look good first, win second. He said, I like to win first, look good second. And then Sydney said, I like to look good and win. Chris's problem is that he wants to look good and win second. You you care about you the ag- care about it, I don't have to overemphasis. I get it. It's the idea, like I said, but it just it just brought that to my mind. White but, man
0: can't jump your second favorite movie all the, oh, all the time?
1: Yeah, that was my first for a long time. <laughs> and I but then I kept watching Training Day, and then it just the way it grabs me every time, I was like, "Dang, this got to be my favorite." Because the I'm so locked in, I'm looking at all theories. The black I'm man, at white angles. man dynamic. I guess so. Course, I, 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 that's weird. I never put that together. That's interesting. Wow, you picked that up pretty quick. I didn't even think about that, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I I try to get, see you can't do that because that, I get all the way off yeah. kilter and my body goes go, to so a I think. That's crazy. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm a, I'll revisit yeah. that. I'm what, he's, what he's not
2: telling what he's not telling y'all is he means the new one is his favorite, not the original. Don't,
1: don't, don't
3: do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Why
1: well, do that? I lot. fucking hope not. The new
0: Man. one wasn't bad though. It wasn't I'm gonna check bad, it, it out. I'm on my I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm gonna be real. I'm on my way. I'm gonna check it out. bad. I promise you. I believe it. I have no expectations. May not be impressed. You may not be impressed, but you won't be mad. Okay. I, that's I, I, how I, I thought
2: about House Party. I ain't going to hold you.
1: I, that's why I said. I'm going to get thing. there at House Party. Not now, not be the price, but you, you won't now. be mad. Okay. Facts. Yeah. Because I wasn't mad Matter at fact, Space Jam. If they called it really something the else party
2: besides party. house party they called it something else besides House Party, I think it would, it would have been be great. a much okay. better yep. success.
0: I won 100%. Because
1: i be honest. The expectations right. weren't there. And I know y'all probably like, well, What we are y'all all over, but we'll get back to it. But like, I wasn't that mad at Space Jam. I didn't like it better than original, but I wasn't mad at it, honestly. For these kids, i
2: was like, okay.
1: All right. Watch it.
2: Okay, yeah, it,
1: it hit the target audience. Yeah, it hit their target. I was like, I'm not mad at y'all. Like, I I got no hate for I think they what, did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, it did what it was supposed to. But uh, but anyway, um, we get this barbecue scene, and this is speaks volumes to the relationship of Tony and Christopher, where Chris, he still doesn't have the concept of they broke it down in the maid ceremony. He told him, if you have a problem, you come to me. And so what Chris does, he's still riding this uncle nephew wave. He tells him it's a minor setback coming to Tony when he was actually supposed to talk to Paulie. So and and Tony, you know, Tony's not giving him anything because Tony knows, no, there's a proper protocol that this is supposed to go. So he's just kind of like, Oh yeah, you got a minor setback. Oh, okay. And then we 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 see that AJ pulls up and we see that Ralph Cifaretto's there and he's like, Hey, watch your legs in front of my son as if stuff he has crazy
0: a- in front of my son nigga.
1: all right like as if he hasn't said some, some bad stuff but you know
0: it's that selective rules like i could say it but you can't but uh <laughs> yeah it's i think that was a good little jab though to show us that tony don't fuck with rap hey, i don't mm-hmm. really fuck with okay. you my nigga. like that's something you do with brown people, like bro, Like that's a call out <laughs> that you make when you don't like somebody and you ain't got nothing mm-hmm. else to say, and you saw them fuck up and make the mistake, like you said, Mo. Even though you do it in yeah. front of your son, yeah. nigga, you can't. Yeah, I ain't now, nah, nigga. nah. Don't, don't talk like that in front of my yeah. son. I don't like yeah. that, that type just of talk. Them out. <laughs> it's like a nigga. It's like a. That. It's
2: like a nigga laughing too jo- too uh, hard at yeah. a joke that was made about you. Like, hold on, man.
1: Hold on, you laugh kind of hard, what bro. You he laughing at
2: why are you yeah. laugh? Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Don't wave oh, your hanky at me. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that that's a great pull Spike. Like I don't rock with you like that, bro. I really don't like you for real. Uh yeah, I, I, I you tolerate are. you, but I don't I don't like you. I it, just... don't even
0: know why you here, slick. I don't even know like, why you're over my house right now, bro. Because like, of Rosalie. If you
2: wasn't, you know with Rosalie. So it's always get in by dating the people close. Boy.
1: <laughs> Cause I did this out of respect for, for the that. mother. You know what I'm saying? And it's a funny thing, um, Tony uh Um Chris. We talk about Ralphie's dynamic as far as him being like a nemesis that we ain't got there yet, but like Ralphie been a nemesis to Tony, but we also get like Chris tells Tony's like, "Hey, you should you ought to flip that sausage over." It's again, it speaks to this 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 concept oh, that Jesus. it is. I mean, it's, <laughs> we're talking barbecue here, but I mean, broth would that be better? <laughs> flip this broth. Like I don't know. Like
3: <laughs> no, <Nah>, that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that ain't no words. Broth, broth is crazy.
2: <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs>
0: what, what's wrong? Flip this broth is? is. Flip insane. this. Brat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, flip this brat for me. Oh, yo, Jesus! Flip this brat. Hey, yo, we can't hey, even say regular food products. That's
1: that's hilarious. What is wrong with us? Like, flip this brat. Like, oh
0: man, that's flip hilarious. This brat is insane.
1: <laughs> oh, Bro- shit. Brat is not a brat worth. I mean, would that help, but flip this brat worth. <laughs> No. Nah, you making it the worse, guys, you know,
2: bro? bro. you making it worse, bro. Let's <laughs> leave it.
1: Alone. All, right. All right, we we're move on. Uh, flip this Bratwurst. It's crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. oh, oh my gosh, oh, bro! It's always so one moment like this every episode now, but
0: ah, uh, but funny. it's a funny thing because funny right yeah.
1: Jeez. But season six, uh, Tony does the same thing to Christopher when he's grilling. So I thought that was a very little. I don't know if y'all remember that scene. And they were drinking beer, but it wasn't necessarily the same kind of beer. But it was the same thing about hey yo, you know this piece on the grill and or I whatever tell flip you what it.
0: Too, yeah. If you grill a nigga coming up to you at your house, <sighs> telling you how to cook, <sighs> right, bro, you got me fucked all the way up. Now, I tell you like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, go inside, watch the game, go fix you a plate, mm-hmm. well, bro. I'm cooking. Like I, I don't need you standing over my shoulder yeah, nah, yeah. telling me when to flip shit. None of that. Yeah, it's totally disrespectful. Yeah, yeah don't straight even. up.
1: Don't even, don't play like that, bro. Watch your mouth. Uh, yeah, no, like, come on, bro. Yeah, man. We go. One inside, thing that man. I really
2: did like from that scene, though. Yeah. Real quick, one thing I did like from that is the fact that Chris is telling him like it's just a minor setback, mm-hmm. and Chris, I mean Tony, gives him that look, almost the same look he gives Davey. like, oh, okay, just a minor setback, huh? Like he mm-hmm. knows where this is can it? go, mm-hmm. and like That's let cool. me tell you right now, there are no get it fixed quick because there are no exceptions. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pay this debt. Oh, yeah. so you better work it out
1: I'm gonna tax you and we we'll find that out later we get this scene on the inside where we see Carmela's uh, family I guess this is a Sunday dinner but they're kind of doing it kind of big on the Sunday dinner and uh we find out some information about Ralph which I think is something to keep in mind uh, we find out that Ralph lost his father at six years at, at the age of six so he didn't have, never have a father around which should speak to probably his issue with authority I think this is something we definitely got to keep in mind and then also he dropped out 11th grade to raise his brothers and sisters so he has siblings so he always has been in that leadership role uh it seems like with his with his brothers and sisters i don't know the ages but i imagine maybe he's the oldest or whatever because i i mean but if not then he was probably the oldest boy if nothing else so we find out these things so we could find out why he probably has a little bit of issue with authority and we also find out you know he played a heavy part in raising the siblings. Uh, and then we'll find out a little later about his issue with his mom. So it all kind of makes a lot more sense, even though we don't get a therapy session with Ralphie, but uh, we also, you know, the, the parents jab Ralphie, like, oh, we would have never known. Like, I mean, or, or what did they say? No, we couldn't imagine that or something like, they kind of like downplayed his whole like, <laughs> his whole journey of trying to be great or whatever. and. Uh, yeah i don't know but then you know then aj adriana's like hey you know you got some cheerleaders got some hotties you know what i'm saying he's just like he was just a uh, loser you know I what's funny man is. i i want to choke this guy this kid like he's i want to grab my belt
0: like he always
1: is. i want to grab my belt and i want to give him that house party whooping
0: bro when the credits Only time roll. this nigga engaged was engaged i need was to date younger like young chicks <laughs> i mean like that's it, the only you just engaged.
1: i, I I'm, I'm gonna speak more to it about it but i just thought he was a real scumbag right here like to adriana for no reason and and it's like bro at that like she's like if she's kind of like the auntie or cousin auntie whatever she is she's hot bro like you're a kid like i'm not about to i'm not saying you about to have game because you're a freshman in high school but you're definitely not about to be like super like corn like you're so corny
0: and like off-putting like why are you talking crazy to her like that's i don't know it's I think am trying to paint that picture though of how much of a dipshit that he was. And to my earlier point of how dumb Adriana is, too. I think the perception what they're trying to paint the picture of is the overall perception of everyone is that Adriana is kind of dumb. OK, yeah, she's definitely like and
1: I will be honest at this point when I first watched it, the very original time, I thought that I thought that AJ was gay. I thought that's—I promise you—I thought that's the story they were going with. I, I, cause it was so much that wasn't explained, and like his—he never his issues with his sister, issues with his mom. Like I'm like, bro, he—I—they're gonna make him gay. Like that was my my first time around. I'm like, cause nothing is lining up, nothing is making sense. Like he got a chip on his shoulder, but we don't
0: know what the problem is.
1: I swear, I was like, like, bro, (laughs)
0: like I promise you, like dog. I know what you mean. And I just have to say this though. That is some nigga shit though. For us, like as men as we be like, man, this <laughs> nigga weird. He tapped out, he depressed. He must be gay. Like, he gotta be gay. It's
1: it's a little more. It, let me let me shoot a little bit for for if we have listeners that are not that are that. No, that are no, that. no.
0: Just just based off just that alone. Oh, Bob, just that I just think it's really funny. Yeah, just it's really funny because we have the benefit of knowing, that I've seen this a couple of times too. It was a lot more than just yeah. you know what you're talking about. It was a lot more to it than that. But I do think that you brought up a good point. As us as black men, or do like, man, what's wrong with this nigga? Is he gay? Like that's yeah. One of well, the well because
1: that that first season when he got in a fight with his friend, I thought that was just the weirdest kind of fight, like. They shoving each other, then all of a sudden, like our friends like, oh yeah, we did blow up that frog. And then they go back to fighting. I, so it kept being these little seeds that I was like, okay, hmm, and then I'm like, he don't wanna really hang out with his dad. He wanna go to the mall. It was just these little things. I'm like, oh, that's where they're going. So when they didn't go yeah, there, but I was he like- he gotta be gay. Yeah, just- he gotta be gay. And, and, and <laughs> respectfully, all due respect. All due respect. But I, I thought that that's where they were gonna go because so much was unexplained about AJ it
0: almost could have been a better that was so unintentionally funny bro <laughs> it to me it,
1: i honestly almost <laughs> so,
0: that ain't even your that ain't even your character <laughs> that ain't your personality what do you mean but it, it, it i think it's a default for all black men though like nigga if you nah, mean, bro you nah, got nah. Some it, that ain't that wouldn't be what we do i, I mean no that's what we do though i i it's just like you know back in the old, butchers
1: <laughs> okay let me let me set a little backdrop I didn't watch this back i wasn't even close to watching it back in that time if i watched it like back in 99 i think it would have been kind of yeah. like you said the black man default like okay he weird unexplained he's maybe he's gay but i watched yeah. this during the pandemic so i was of age mm-hmm. so i'm at 30 at that point oh because okay. so you got new, so f- yeah, yeah so for me i didn't have that default black man thinking i had uh, this era's lens so for me it wasn't just those kind of generic things it was literally because it was so unexplained. I'm like, okay, the internal issue is this, even though it didn't end up being that. I almost feel like that would've worked better because I'm gonna speak later in in the episode about AJ, where I was like, I just think that y'all didn't do enough for his character, but at the same time, that's how some people are in real life. It's just, I don't know. But anyways, um, before we get out of here, uh, Jackie calls in so many words, he says he's not coming um what do you think this animosity is coming from from jackie we've seen him flip somebody's whole food order at the pizza parlor we see him like man forget it like i'm not coming bro whatever with his mom on the phone and then we see him like whatever with tony last episode at the funeral what do you think this animosity is coming from
2: richie you know what i'm saying my uncle just magically pops up gone one day I, I you know streets are saying that you had beef with him tony I don't mm. fuck with Tony. I don't fuck with Ralphie. All these changes. You know what I mean? My pops is gone. Like, you know, I'm I'm not fucking with none of this. And okay. and and yeah, what's even man. worse is I'm being told that I have to be respectful.
0: Yep. Mm. And I'm of age now where well, I kind of know what's going on, but I really don't. So I, I want to challenge all authority. I feel like I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the room because I'm ignorant to what's going on for real. Mm-hmm. Uh Rich hit it on the net. He hit the nail on the head.
1: Uh, Chris meets up with Pauly. He tells him basically the same thing. He tried to tell Tony it's a minor step back. And Pauly said, all right, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a couple more days. You got to come up with another four Gs. So now, now instead of him owing him two Gs that he's low on, he got to come up with another two Gs on top of that. And so – Chris wants to be upset about it, and he tries to use the friend card. He's like, and Paulie basically says, "Like, bro, don't use that friend card, bro. There's a pecking order. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay up to me, bro. Ain't no, no, no friend stuff. You know, I'm good for it now. Nah, ain't no, you know, I'm good for it, bro. You a made guy now. Like, you under me. Like, ain't no none of that, bro. We gotta remember, Pauly. As far as we know at this point, he's still one B mean i mean two num- I mean, B. like you know silvio's 2a he's 2b so you right up under him so like bro you're not coming in here telling me oh i'm good for it nah bro ain't no i'm good for it. no friend card ain't no grace come on uh, your grace is come up with come on bro uh i'm not the one with the short bag so what did y'all get from this scene before we uh move to the uh, next scene
2: we we've mentioned him a couple times already this episode a character we haven't met yet but phil leotardo to quote him Either it has meaning or no meaning. Yeah. I laid out the law to you very clearly Mm -hmm. when I gave you the sports book of what the expectation was. That's what this is. There is no, oh, I'm a couple grand short. What you mean you a couple grand short? If I was somebody, if I came to you and told you I was two grand short, what would your reaction be? (laughs) I love the fact that Paulie Paulie was sitting on the bed when Chris came in. Mm -hmm. And as he's skimming through the money, he gets up immediately. To let Chris know, like, I'm not joking about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you my mans and all that, but my nigga. Yeah. We, you agreed to 6K. You told mm-hmm. me that wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. And now you're walking in with, honestly, I kind of feel a way about how nonchalant you are about the fact that you're two grand short.
0: Yeah. And thought it was going like, to be cool.
2: Yeah, you thought this shit was going to be cool. And I'm just sitting here like, nah, bro. You were made. You got a whole different set of responsibilities. Ain't nobody trying to hear I ain't got it or I'm short.
0: Mm-hmm. I so here's it. your tax. I love it. I love it because again, it was explained to you very clearly at this ceremony, like how what this is. And Pauly being a nigga that you kick up to is like, bro, it's six a week. None, I love like what you two just said, and I love the way that Paulie played. It's like, bro, all of that friendship, this it, it don't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What we do, our business is this 6K a week. And you agreed to bringing this to me, not coming and saying, oh, I'll bring 2000 later. As soon as I let that shit slide, it's going to be worse and worse and worse. So I love how Pauly was like, nah, bro, you got me fucked up. And mm-hmm. I don't want you to have me fucked up because that could be bad for you. Mm-hmm. So here's how we're going to fix this shit. You're going to throw me more money on top of it, and you ain't going to never do this shit again. I love it. It was a great Pauly Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that was a great Pauly And He kept
0: it chill. He was like, hey, I'm not the one with the short back. You know what I mean? yeah, like, I'm not the like, one yeah, short, look, bro. You like, might be me. looking at me like that because like, I still gotta pay up like to Tony.
1: Like I still gotta pay up the yeah, Tony. to Tony. Like, you could have won in
0: movies. You could have went row movies or whatever it is the fuck that you wanted to do, bro. That part, but you think, agreed to do this. Give me my money. Yeah, you're right.
2: That part. And I think Chris looked at it as he Chris is Chris is new as far as the May side of things, mm-hmm. so he is kind of looking for some kind of mentorship. And I think in certain areas you're looking for for Pony uh from for from excuse me. Like bro, Pauly Pony. Pony, tell him, man, I'm not running a school here. And this is what it is. You gotta <laughs> yeah. figure this shit out.
0: Yeah. I'm not running a school here. You I got that's this a great far, ball. Right. You got this far. You made it to where you was able to sign up and do this shit, but now it's on you. It ain't on me to be like, oh well, man, this is how you like, not on me, bro.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Cause once you got made, that, that Tony gave you Tony gave you all that you needed. He, t- Chris got to work with Tony. Chris got to work with Paulie. Chris got to work with Big P. And this is season one and two. You know what I mean? He even got to be at the executive game. So he got to work with the big dogs. You got all the schooling you need, bro. When you get made, it's time to get to it. So yeah, absolutely. Um, we get to one of <laughs> arguably uh Spike's favorite scene. Tony meets with Jackie Jr. at Vesuvio's. Jackie Jr. pulls up. He walking all nonchalant, chill, with the Matrix glasses on, fake Neo, head-ass boy. Uh, and he, Ooh, you know, Tony. On he got. Man, right. White it, boys t- love them Oakley glasses. <laughs> boy, they love them things, don't they? He come, <laughs> comes in with the leather jacket. He try to be all cool and stuff. And, and he comes immediately again with the uh, animosity and disrespect. He's like, I'm here, aren't I? He really thinks like, I, I look at the, the, the Tupac line of Janet Jackson on Poetic Justice. You act like you guys gifted to the earth. <laughs> I ain't go, I can't go around to the rest of the lives, but if y'all watch Poetic Justice, y'all know how he go crazy on the right there in that scene, but like, that's how he walking in. Like, I'm the heir to the throne. I'm, I'm Jackie Jr., my father. Like Richie's my uncle. Like he's walking in like he's next to being. He's, he's not any of those things. Like you're not even, you know, you think you're Dickie Multasanti's son. You know, what I mean, relax, dude, uh, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he thinks he's like, but I'll get more into that part of it. But uh, I'm going to throw in your court, Spike. What did you think about it? I know there's some standout lines, standout moments. What did you think about this scene? And what did you think, think that it did for Jackie coming in versus leaving? Because I think there's obviously a transition that you can see visually.
0: I do agree with you with Jackie a little slow. So I really didn't ever really take into a lot of consideration of what it did for him. Hmm. But what I did appreciate the most is I remember the opening scene of the Sopranos when you got Tony pulling up on a dude with the Lexus damn near running him over in the office park and mm-hmm. like where everybody could see. And the maturation of the character to a mob boss being manipulative like very casually talking this young dipshit through how you wanted him to feel and how he should react like just that growth of tony soprano versus how we first tapped into him mm-hmm. goes to what i've been saying about the whole episode is how this episode three is almost the birth of a brand new tony and and left all of the other stuff behind his mom died or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I love the way that he was manipulating him, the way that he was telling him the lies. And then he held it. He looked at him to make sure like nigga, you better believe this shit. Mm-hmm. Like the the moxie that he had in this like this like tapping the fork with the um, on the on the plate all of that shit. It just said mob boss it just said I have arrived. I'm here a little dip like you can't even get me out of my uh comfort zone. Mm -hmm. because there would have been a time where Tony would have picked this dude up and drug him out of there. Mm -hmm. And like, we would have have did the thing. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm in the position that I'm in and you, my man's son, I'm going to make you see this, how you need to see this in order for you to be safe. (laughs) Like this was brilliant. I feel like by James Galdafini, as far as playing this scene, like the way that I I love the way that he was telling a lie about Richie. And he, he looked yeah, he looked mm-hmm. at him to see if he believed it, and he move on till he really felt like, ah, okay, he buying this bullshit. Mm-hmm. So let me keep going. It was, it was mm-hmm. a really. It's one of my favorite Soprano things.
2: Couldn't agree more, man. Even the way he squints at him, he kind of squints at Jackie in a way like you, you really don't know
0: this. Like, yeah, like,
2: you, you thought you, that this is like, you told think you, yeah, nobody told this
0: been on the streets for a long time. and For a person like Jackie, it's so brilliant by Tony because he feel like he in the loop. Mm -hmm. Like It goes even back to the scene where they were grilling and Chris told Tony who Jackie was with. Mm -hmm. He told Tony who Jackie was with. Tony uses that information in the scene like, I know you running with the the crowd, the people that do what we do. Mm -hmm. So how is it that no one has told you that your uncle is a snitch? Mm-hmm. And using that against him, and all all the stuff that Jackie hated about, it, like it, it it was brilliant. It was brilliant uh, it went, Yeah, as far as how mm-hmm. he set that shit up,
1: yeah, like just how like how he broke him down, like take lose the glasses. First off, tap. Hey, 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 look at me. Shut off, man. Take the glass. Lose kidding. the glasses. Look at me. What do you mean you ain't and hungry?
0: Then, this is lunch. I told yeah, you. It was I told be you that. To, like, yeah, you like that's
1: disrespectful. About. Like you supposed to come here with an appetite. That's disrespectful. When we meet here, I'm expecting you to eat. You, If you eat before this, you that's a sign of disrespect.
0: I'm breaking so, bread with you.
1: I'm breaking bread with you. And it's like, I know you're thinking, I know on one side of things, I, I, I understand that you think that I clipped your uncle, but I didn't. And it's just like this way of, this works so well in Tony's favor because it's like, I actually didn't. So the best, everybody knows the best lie is the lie that's as close to the truth as possible. So it's mm-hmm. like how close he could ride the line. Like, bro, I didn't kill him. I didn't like, so then it's easier to, for him to lie on
0: witness and protection. Not only did I not kill him, it's out on the streets what happened because I put the lie out there, mm-hmm. and you ain't heard it. Mm-hmm. What type of Nymph computer are you? Mm-hmm. Like you even ain't even <laughs> the game like we are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, man, and That's it, it shows bringing. also the energy that Tony was bringing. Somebody in Tony's man. position had every right to ring Jackie by the neck. Bro, and kind of tell them what outside. time it was but he really laid off with the ways that you can think like there if, if this meeting goes badly it's because you chose where to go badly because I'm sitting here offering you food I'm offering you drink I'm talking to you respectfully I've set the expectation I'm going to say some things I'm going to say some bad words and you got mm-hmm. to sit there and take it you know exactly what's about to happen in this meeting even when he stands up in no fucking way sit down sit down, sit down. Like he, he doesn't make a big outrage about it like you said Spike you're not even worth me getting out of my character for Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I'm doing this out of respect to your father to your father
1: (laughs) yeah but I I do like like I'll I'll give it to um I can't remember I know his name is Jason I I gotta look him back up on IG but uh the character the, the the gentleman that plays Jackie Jr um he's still with us um the way that Tony, where it after he says like everybody, you can ask anybody, they know. And he, then the way his his oh. look and everything changes, where Jackie immediately now he's opening up to Tony. Now Tony has his ear and now. Now guilty. Tony's talking. Yep. I mean now, now Jackie. Not yeah he feeling guilty and now Jackie's like kind of like because I respect Tony. I don't respect Chris. So now he's like, well I don't think I don't I can't I can't do this doctor thing at Rutgers. I, don't, I was trying to find the easiest thing to do, but I can't. And I wanted to tie in here as we move on. But, like, this is the correlation of the fortunate son. This scene to me that the, the fortunate son is actually sons because it's three of them. I look at this: AJ, Chris mm-hmm. and Jackie Jr. Those are the fortunate mm-hmm. sons.
0: Because I look I at that all. Kind of only the same thing, I only all. took it as Jackie Jr. I, oh, no. I, I felt like that AJ and Chris were distractions and Jackie Jr. was the actual fortunate son, especially when Tony, seen the rest of the season play out. And even even Tony, Tony's
2: a fortunate son. Tony just ducked the uh, Rico charge because his mom passed.
0: And even the fortunate son in the sense of the story that he tells about his dad, how it affected him versus mm-hmm. how it would have, fec- have affected most little kids. And his dad mentions that. Mm-hmm. most guys your age would have ran out of there crying mm-hmm. you stood there and you watched we'll get into it later but yeah I think the fort my my perception was the fortunate son was specifically talking about Jackie Jr. and that the the curveball was Chris the curveball was AJ and they wanted us to think that but Jackie Jr. was the real fortunate son that they were talking about
1: hmm. yeah yeah uh- I mean, I think so. I think that was kind of probably the foundation of it. But the more I watched, it, I said, no, I see, I see the correlation clear clear as day. You know, I, I, all of their fathers were mob bosses. I mean, are they in the mob? So I look at it all kind of tied in together, like, you know, AJ's dad, Christopher's dad, uh, Jackie Jr.'s dad. So I looked at it all like, oh, yeah. you know. But it, it's nonetheless, it's,
0: it's great stuff. <laughs> uh, no, that's a real good point. That's a really good point.
1: Yeah, so I, I love. I love. This is just good stuff. But I, I like I, again. I like how uh, he they the, the disengagement of him kind of changing in that. Uh, we go to AJ at the football game, and uh, it seems like everything's going good. And Tony has a problem with the fact that like his son ain't got in, and and the the father that's with him, which is funny. He was in season one. Uh, he was the actual. <laughs> the father of the other kid that AJ got in a fight with season one. So I thought that was a real interesting thing that they happened to be sitting next to each other when we, when he was going to get the plant stuff and you know, the garden stuff. Uh, but um, Damn, it's the
0: same dude.
1: That's the same dude. Like I thought that was, just, they, they keep things really tight knit. And I love that about uh, the Sopranos. Uh, but we get this whole thing. We find out the freshman rules that like, he makes sure every freshman gets playing time, which reminds me of my own time, but that's a whole nother episode a whole nother thing. Uh, but what did you get, Spike Lou, from this football scene?
0: Um, what did I get from this football scene? I feel like this was AJ trying to impress his dad, and okay. he made a lucky play that did impress him. It wasn't really anything. extent like a nigga recovered a fumble. Mm-hmm. And just because he recovered a fumble, like, Tony was all in. Like, you mm-hmm. got to drink milk for your bones. You got to do all these different things. Mm-hmm. and. It's probably kind of where Junior continued to poke at him about not being a varsity athlete. Mm -hmm. You want to feel like that I birthed a varsity athlete. I birthed someone who could do these things, and he really wanted to lock into AJ being that type of dude. What I wondered in watching this is what what this show would have been like if AJ wasn't such a loser and he was actually (laughs) good at football. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if he actually did this well, and and Tony were able to actually engage in in his son being a good football player, but this this was bullshit. He like recovered a fumble like, like randomly, like he didn't do anything great. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to be very clear, like there was no reason for Tony to be this hype other than him tying into the success that AJ had or what Junior used to ridicule him about. Mm-hmm. That, I always Rich?
2: felt AJ got a concussion in that scene, too. He got what? I feel like he got a concussion in that scene, too. I've always That's felt that. When you look at the standard? way his helmet's kind of slid off, like there's a scene later in the episode where he's just staring out at the pool when somebody's talking to him. I just felt like that was there was something else going on, too. But yeah, everything you said mm. was spot on. This is the first time we see Tony really, like, other than feeling guilty about not spending time with AJ when he tried to take a fishing, like he really is proud of AJ. Like I want to hang out with you. Like mm-hmm. let's go get some dogs. Like I'm gonna sit on the couch that you watch the game. Teach you some pointers. Like there's something we finally can relate on because I mm-hmm. don't understand. He told P last uh, I think it's season two. Like I don't I don't understand him. I don't I can't talk to him. So I just want to kick him out the car sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like okay then this is this is Tony Soprano's son. You are you do got my blood in you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think true. yeah they they just. Uh, <laughs> I get more to AJ on, on a later scene. I just yeah. I. Uh, t- Tony goes to the Bing and he gets a call from Carmel and Carmel basically saying, "Hey, look, we got to keep the family, uh, you know, dinner aspect happening. You got to. We need you. To, you need need you to come home. We need to keep that going." He's like, "All right, cool." We notice that Tony has like a mustard stain and a ketchup stain on his on his shirt, so he's already kind of. <laughs> Disregarded the family dinner, so to speak. Like, cause he went out with AJ. I think that's what we're supposed to believe earlier that day. If this mm-hmm. is the same, same day. So we see the stains on there, which I think they were trying to get us to see that. We also see, uh, Patsy in there doing the same thing he was doing in the first episode, just doing the numbers and stuff. So he must be a real numbers guy. And this is their busiest season that as they have overemphasized in this episode. Uh, but Tony goes to the crib. Um, and when we get to that scene, Tony and AJ have a moment uh, where he says that you said you wanted to go to West Point. And AJ said, "No, I didn't. I never said that. I could never go there." <laughs> Who who's lying here, Tony or AJ? We got AJ. To to
0: me, we right?
2: saw Tony. We talked. We okay, saw we AJ say said said this. It. Yeah, they it on the season. Okay, yeah, yeah. at the show. at the dinner table.
0: Facts. Olivia and all them were sitting there. He said he wanted to go to those places. Only not bullshit.
1: Hmm. So then, what? What's the? What's the like? Well, I guess it's just teenager line. Like you just,
0: yeah, it's teenagers. What you do now? He's just accepted being a fucking loser. Okay. I'm gonna be biased in this situation. He's just accepted. I'm not. I don't work that hard. Even football doesn't give me the joy that I thought it would give. My dad's being proud of me. Like none of that shit motivates him. Mm-hmm. And one of the the burning questions about this series is like, okay, what drives AJ? Mm-hmm. And I think as viewers, we look at it we're like it ain't never really a. A concrete thing that 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 drives AJ and that's what frustrates us about him the most. It's all bullshit.
1: That's why I think that that correlation between him and Christopher and, and, and Jackie, because really what drives Christopher? Drugs. But that, that doesn't really drive no, him.
0: Chris Chris like money and the power though. He like money and power. Like he wanna be like the prestige is what drives him. I, I think like, it's the idea, that, but he still ain't if, really if if AJ had if AJ had in his mind, I'm Tony Soprano's son, and I want people to know me for that, that would at least be satisfying for us as viewers to be like, okay, I get it. He don't even got that though. Like he don't even have the wherewithal to be like my dad is a fucking gangster, the top mob boss in the city, and I can utilize it. Like he don't even that never. No, no, no. He registers did. with AJ throughout the whole series. No, no, no. He did. Yeah, well, yeah he did later he did on in the club. Yeah, he got, like he, he got had played a moment.
1: For it. Yeah, he 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 did, but it wasn't like it. yeah, but 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 like I, but it still didn't resonate though. He just finessed it, but like yeah, you he really could use the Jackie Jr. I had a respect for my father. Like he needs to ride that way. Yes. Like he, he needs to ride that Jackie, Jackie Jr. Way like Jr. yesterday, dude. Facts. <laughs> um, Facts. Dude, but uh metal calls in the scene as well. And, um, you know, she's like his mom, there is mom there. And he's trying to like check in and she's still keeping the same energy. Like, and he, t- she, he tosses <laughs> the phone to AJ or whatever. Um, I wanted to say this and y'all can add to whatever else y'all see for this scene and we can keep it moving. But uh, it seems like as things are changing in Tony's family, so are things changing in the mafia. I think that's what they're trying to drive home here in this scene. Anything else y'all get from this dinner scene? Okay. I will say, too, this is
2: another. I think you nailed it.
1: Oh, Okay. I will say though, I, I, I did like this look from metal. I'm a big fan of the towel over the head joint. Like, I do like that look. Like, that, me personally, you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought will note that. That's, that's a, that's a thing for me. Uh, we get Janice and a quick small scene from Janice and Svetlana. Uh, Svetlana still isn't giving up the records. Like, <laughs> Janice is going for it. She tried to go hard and, and, and she's still not giving up the record. So Janice, like, all right, that's cool. Uh, it, anything I get from this small scene, or I can keep going.
0: Yes, the Janice is a fucking gangster. Mm. Janice a G man. I like, guess the only thing that I get from this, and we see the shit play out through the rest of the season. Yeah, that's all I got.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm. Um. But well, my- uh Spelana's a gangster
2: too, man. Both of them. Oh, yeah. Love she is. oh yeah. Definitely is. I man. love I love Janice this back and met, forth that we Janice get. To met see. her match.
0: Oh, yeah, she did. Like Janice definitely met her match right here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got me, you took me lightly, you got me fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do no spoilers, but yeah, she definitely met her match.
1: Mm. I agree. Uh Christopher A. Hey, uh Chris is going off about you know that bird it was that that dang on bird that, that bad luck is a bad omen to me this i knew this is the reason i can't earn that because obviously it sounds like chris was making good money with the sports book right before getting made and now he's fell on hard times obviously um is doing the ab workout man shots out to hey this all makes sense this is definitely lines up to like the the glorious uh, abs that we've seen in uh the first episode uh mr ruggiero's neighborhood when we got that tennis shot uh but Chris is stressed out about earning and he wants to sell AIDS bracelet, but she tells him you should sell a whip. <laughs> um, told you to buy
0: that Range bro.
1: Right. So he, yeah, he definitely jumped the gun there. But uh, anything I get from this, this interaction between them two.
2: Chris just knows go time. This shit ain't. The last time we was in this apartment, I was geeked. He was picking up my clothes. I couldn't wait for this moment to happen. And now that it's here, it's just a lot more stressful than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Like, can your moms help oh, out? Like, like, who can I get some bread from? Like this shit is real, the real right now. Deal. <laughs> right. That yeah. nigga going through a jewelry box. Like, what can we sell? <laughs> like this shit. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, he for real,
1: bro. Like, look. Rest.
2: Yeah, we got the cigarette coming out of his mouth. Like he looks stressed. Like yeah, damn.
1: Yeah. Um, we get Svetlana wakes up, woke up this morning, lost myself, my leg and <laughs> turns out <laughs> svetlana's leg is gone <laughs> and she immediately knows what's up ain't no hesitation without a shadow of a doubt it was clearly janice and so svetlana starts talking in russian she calling the goons and it's about to go down um these scenes are pretty short there's a lot of short scenes here so i'm gonna keep us moving along this episode was a little longer than the other ones. Uh, Rich, I don't know if maybe you can confirm that, but if I don't know, did this feel like a longer episode? It's like 50, it, about, it
2: had a lot of different stuff going on. They packed a lot into the, I think it was about 56 minutes. They just packed a lot in here,
1: okay? Because I know they got, Like I, said,
2: I think it was, I think part of it was them, like I said, this is the real intro for the season in a sense. Okay. So I think they were just packing a lot, a lot of storylines that were going to be uh told,
1: hmm. okay. Uh, Y'all jump in where y'all feel. Chris goes to collect. He's collecting some chunk change from some fiend that owes him three hundred dollars. Y'all get any? Y'all anything y'all want to add to that, or we can keep it keep keep flowing here.
2: Just goes in the rhythm. What I said earlier about the pizza spot, man. He's just doing things that he's above now. Like he's low, above low. all of this. Yeah, but to just to just let you know that he's that, not that, above it because that, he that, didn't prepare right. properly to be a mad guy. Mm. Chris should have had some shit stacked That's away just for moments like point. this. Mm-hmm he should have had some hey. shit. If I ever in a jam, I can pull out the personal stash, and now I know better and I can learn on the fly. He can't learn on the fly because he been tricking yeah, it yeah, off and blowing see. it on drugs yeah. and whatever else, other bullshit Broken Range Rovers. Yeah, You he spent. He had, spent like
0: the fact that he didn't have two thousand dollars is crazy. And, yeah. and they line of work. That's, the fact yeah. that I got to go shake niggas down, I got to ask my girl to pawn her jewelry, like bro. I've been in this shit For a while Made guy or not I've been making money Doing gangster shit For a minute Mm -hmm. If I can't come up With $2,000 in a day Something wrong And it goes to the point What you said about Chris uh, Mo Like -hmm. you ain't really In this Like niggas is in this Niggas is doing this Like asking Ralphie For $2,000 Would have been Like it's like uh, Give me a piece of tissue bro Mm Mm-hmm. Like that—that's how simple it is for niggas like him that's really in this. Yeah. But a nigga like Chris, who one foot in, one foot out, wondering about all this other shit, two thousand dollars is a lot to come about because I ain't—I ain't got no gangster connections. Yeah, sure. I gotta call um, Jackie Jr. and do bullshit ass robberies with him.
1: Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. I mean, you remember he probably dropped a bag on getting Adriana that ring, bro. Like,
0: bro, he didn't even have to even do that if you—if you never put your hands. Yeah, on you're bro. right. Then you would have never even had to get the ring. I could have even in still- that sense of of dropping the bag to get her the ring. Like there's a certain level that people like him are supposed to be on when you get made like that. Even from a financial standpoint, that Chris just wasn't doing. He was playing little boy games. Like you yeah. with the big boys now. That's what Paulie told him, bro. This ain't no school. Like ain't ain't no way you ain't got two thousand dollars put up, bro. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way you coming to me as somebody that you respect who you try to play this friend card with. And you coming to me and be like, oh, this is his fault. Mm-hmm. Where the other two at, bro? I don't give a fuck if you made it or not. Mm-hmm. You should have it somewhere where you ain't disrespecting me and feeling like, oh, I'm pulling up on him with a short Huh. Mm-hmm. Ah, and Tony asked that right now.
1: And Tony, Tony, you, and you can't make the excuse about like, oh, because you're with somebody because Tony was coming up, making his bones. And he's been with Carmella since high school. So it's like, even right. if you want you know what I mean? If you want to be like, oh, I can't, it's hard. I'm trying to balance out the relationship. I'm trying to figure out now, nah, bro. Like Tony, Tony was able to balance that would, thing out and figure it, th- you know? So it's like, I would, you gotta live
0: it. If a nigga came up to me talking about, oh man, you know, I'm trying to get married and shit, man. I'm 2000 short. Like, bro, what the fuck? You? What that got to do with me, bro? Yeah. And like, we run a body, business girl. here.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, we get that, and then we kind of get her, him knocking her down on the bed, you know, subtly. And he apologizes, but we definitely not gonna get no apologies in the future. Uh, we get uh, Svetlana and Tony mm-hmm. have a talk. She calls him over there, and who does Tony see? He sees Irina, and she's getting married, from what she says. Uh, Tony, she, he, Tony asks if they got any food. Tony go get some gobble goo, and he begins to. To reminisce, and so they have this conversation, and basically Tony's not really even acknowledging svetlana like that. He's more so focused on Irina, and like, why am I even here? Why are we even doing this? You set this shit up. Yeah, you set this up crazy. I, mm-hmm. I Did she set this up? Like, I don't know if I got that from watching this. I don't. I don't know.
0: I didn't think so. I thought it was Tony being arrogant. She married. She moved on with her life. Like she would have been good if. I, well, I can't even get into it. She yeah. would have been good if, but. Yeah, she. I feel like she had moved on. Like she was being authentic in that sense. I don't know you why think, she wanted to be there. Either. You think that was
1: a slight, little bit? Like I kind of miss you, but I'm I'm cool.
0: Yeah, that's the one. But like, women, I okay. guess do shit like
1: that. Okay, that's 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 what I was thinking too. Um, but yeah, we get that we get that flashback. Which was, uh, how did you feel about that flashback? You still hated it?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Hate you rather Tony just said it?
2: Why do Why do you hate it?
0: I don't like the the going back to get the information as far as uh, this is the one y'all talking about where his dad cut the dude's finger off, right? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I would have, I would have rather had an engaging conversation with Doctor Melfi and Tony and him t- walking her through that. I just the 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 flashbacks never worked for me. The dream sequences, the flashbacks, is just never a good like. oh, okay, I see. He could have he could have said that to her in their session, and I would have got a lot more out of it.
1: That's consistent. That's that's consistent with how he always feels. Like I, I figured it was like you would have just rather him said it. Um, this flashback, I, I didn't. I didn't
2: hate it. I didn't hate it.
1: Okay. You 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 are you rich? Are you under the I, I rather flashbacks than dream sequence? Yeah, I'll
2: take flashbacks over the dream sequence every day of the week. Okay. Yeah. Tw- Yeah, twice on Sundays, and no question about it. Hmm. Okay. You know, it is what it is, man. It, it's not. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I, I could do without it, but I'm not. I'm not upset.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't upset about it either. I, I, I like. I. I actually like seeing it because I like to see. We're not going to get like no prequel. I mean, we got the movie prequel. We're not going to get like a prequel series. So seeing Johnny uh in junior it it was cool I mean because if we didn't get many saints this stuff I think would have been very valuable it kind of to me it kind of takes the value down a little bit because we got many saints and I've spoke about this before I mean I got a whole lot of likes on like it was some post about many saints and I just felt like the way they played Johnny Soprano in many saints it was just I said that it's not the same Johnny like he was way more aggressive and way more not at ease and i feel like the 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 one we got in the show is more charming and has a little more finesse about him and so i just that was one of my biggest issues with johnny soprano and many saints um you get flashbacks like these even how smooth he is with his son versus there it's like bro he's just so high strong and angry so this don't even seem like the same man that tony speaks about when we see that but that's a whole nother thing maybe at when we start a patreon we'll do a review on it or something like that and then y'all can really get our whole spill on uh many saints at some point but um yeah and they they literally and they played a lot with transition they transitioned right into the melfi session and she he tells her like basically this is where it comes from um and and i i did like in the flashback that johnny said a man honors his debts i like that that was just like a strong like ageless phrase there um there's this weird thing that's happening where Johnny is singing this song about <laughs> giving up his limbs or something, and it it thro- it's it's really triggering Tony in the therapy session. But just to keep it moving, is there anything else y'all got from this therapy session? Just him going through it, and they're kind of making a big breakthrough. Anything else y'all get from this this uh, therapy session in the flashback?
0: I just think it was how good she she did a. Melfi did a great job of like just getting to the root of stuff. Even though Tony gives her bullshit most of the time, she's able to cipher through that, and she finally got to the point of oh, the meat Paul, is the thing that's causing these things for you. And um, I, I I just thought it was a a, a a very nice ode to how good she is at her job.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, and I think to to go back to the, what we were talking about earlier that is probably a reason why we have the flashback scene. I think it plays out a little bit better when we see it for ourselves. It's kind of what Dr. Melfi was probably seeing in her head as he's going through this with her as he's talking. She's probably envisioning the whole scene, how it went down. I was like, oh, shit, that's dramatic. Uh, And
0: at eight, I'm locked in. That's when I'm like, let's do it.
1: And pick right back
0: up.
1: (laughs) Sorry, y'all, man. Um, yeah, he what was you saying, Rich?
0: It ain't your fault.
1: You was just saying about Melfi.
2: No, I was just saying how That'd she sees, mic, like at the reason that um we get the flashback viewers. That's probably what Melphy is seeing as he's going through the process of everything that was going down. Um, you know, as she's coming to the conclusion of why what's triggering these, uh, these panic attacks, these spells, as Carmine would call them. Um, I think it's a way for the audience to kind of get a better idea of what exactly it looks like and to see Olivia too. We just got, uh, said goodbye to Olivia, but we see her in a completely different light than we've ever seen her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the sexual in the windows that were going on between her and Johnny and, <laughs> you know, Tony putting the things together, passing out and just obviously that breakthrough moment that everybody looks for in therapy, like, aha, like this is why you've been coming. We've actually gotten to the root of something like, yo, this is something that you really need to dig into. Um, so it it was just master work, like Spike said, by Doctor Melfi. It shows you why she's at the top of her game.
1: Mm. Uh, we get a uh, scene with Tony and AJ. They watching football, and uh, Carm says, "Hey, look, I'm gonna go see Metal on campus, going to the city." And AJ says, "Hey, can I come too?" And and Tony's like, "Bro, we watching football. Like, what are you talking about?" Like, and and so Tony's like, "Well, I'm coming too." And then Carm does a great job at. Painting the pictures. Like you can come. I can't tell you not to come as your child, but at the end of the day, these are the factors. Uh this, is this about Sambo. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sa- when I hear Sambo, that is probably anyway, I can't even Sambo. that is the bottom the bottom of the barrel of black, like that's worse than like nigga, like Sambo. That's right, swahili, that's
0: right there with though. That's right there, swahili
1: that's right there with Swahili. but Sambo Swaheed. is yeah, like
0: right, crazy.
1: Uh, but what did y'all get from this this like oh, transaction? I mean, unless y'all want me to just run it all together, but like, what did y'all get from this transaction from for AJ making this decision? Because this kind of goes back to what I was saying about wh- where I thought they were going with AJ.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You see what I'm saying?
1: Say. You see what I'm saying? Like it looked like oh yeah, I, I get what you're saying
2: because that. Especially when you when you counter it with earlier when he didn't even want to get on the phone with her, Mm -hmm. you know, when she called when, you know, they were waiting on Jackie Jr. to come to dinner. He's like, no, I don't. I don't want to talk to her. And now all of a sudden you want to go into the city to go to college. Um, And he wasn't really interested. It's not like he was super engaged. I think he just wanted to do something different. He might not even be comfortable with this newfound attention that he's getting from Tony. Mm hmm. Like, yeah, this shit is cool, but I don't love it like you though. I see that you're way into this more. You're you're into, this, into this, this way more thing. than I am. Mm. Like, let me take a little break.
3: Hmm.
0: That's a good point. That's a really good point. I agree. I agree with Rich.
1: Okay. Yeah, I agree as well. I I it's just I, I thought now this is where I was like, when y'all was talking about like he didn't want to go on a fishing trip season uh two, this is why I feel like okay, flood, flood AJ with the with the with the hate comments. At this point, and this is where I'm like, bro, like you chilling in the cut, you're on the football team, you're having a great moment, you're eating junk food, you're chilling with your dad. This is the point, you didn't have no plans versus the fishing trip that I talked about season two, you had plans to go to the mall and your dad came up with something and you didn't drop them. I get that versus this, you were already kicking with pops. Now you all of a sudden just want to drop off and go to the city to see Meadow in college. So that, that, was, that was more, I feel like this is a moment like if you I mean, want to go.
0: I mean, that kind of makes sense too though. With AJ, like, it's New York City, right?
1: Yeah, okay. Going to New York,
0: it's Columbia, like, rather than just sit, It it, it goes to show that the things that, again, excite Tony or excite most of the people in this lifestyle, AJ just really ain't for. Mm -hmm. He want to go to the city, he want to explore, he want to do different things. uh, And this speaks to, like, him wanting to go with his mom right here. Like, I I don't want to just sit on the couch and be like you, Watching the old movies and be the gangster and shit like that. I want to go. I want to get out. I want to do different things. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to his character. though.
1: Yeah, I think it's that and whole. I'm taking
0: up for him at all. I never, yeah, no, I this, never
1: this, that's, that that's why I said this is that whole fortunate son thing. Like, I, I think all of it ties together. Like, AJ, exactly. Tony wants AJ to be into what he's into, but he's not. Uh, Chris plays like he's into what Tony's into, but he really don't want to be into it. But he don't know how to deal with it. Uh, Jackie wants to be into the, he is into the same thing that, so to speak, Tony's into, but can't get into it. So it's like, that's why I feel like the fortunate son is more sons with all three of them, like having these, these kind of connective tissues. But, uh, I think Carmela makes a good point here. Um, we go to a, a moment where everybody's watching football. They're watching football at the Bata Bing, watching football at Juniors, watching football at Christopher's betting place. Um, we get the scene where Carmela visits Meadow and Meadow asks where her dad is. I just wanted to ask y'all quickly. I mean, we see how the whole thing, we got that famous line. I should've he's lucky I didn't punch his lights out. <laughs> Which is just ridiculous. <laughs> like it's a ridiculous line <laughs> from young Noah, man. Like your name is Noah. Like you the most un you're like the most unintimidated black man, bro. Like there's nothing about you that's that is scary. it's the craziest thing to me when i heard that line i'm like bro you have curly hair you have on ninja turtle sandals dude like with some socks on like you you are the most anyway uh but metal tweet to say it what
0: fictional characters in tv shows that were most likely to have a podcast if they were in the real world noah was definitely one of the people that were mentioned as oh, far as yeah, fictional characters that would have a podcast. Oh, he would, would definitely have, have a, pod. a podcast,
1: definitely. Like, you yeah. should,
0: and I, I, I like the point what you pointed out him saying, Oh, I should have punched him in his mouth, and Meadow saying, Oh, well, though, you're more civilized than that. I think that was a really good dialogue in the sense of what she's looking for, in the sense of, and we'll see later. And the guys that she picks, how far away from her father that she's trying to be, mm-hmm. whether it be a black person, whether it be a dentist where it'd be someone who just doesn't, there's no way that they're going to be in this type of lifestyle that her dad is in. Hmm. Yeah. We're yeah, sure
1: yeah, And I, I and I like this whole transaction because like Carmela's trying to shoot Bill and she tried to try to like lean on like the fact that like, I'm sure you had challenges, Noah, but you being basically being biracial and stuff. and And then Meadow steps up and just checks her like, bro, don't like, don't try to like don't try to put put him in a certain kind of place like look at what you look at what you in look at where you ended up like you ended up with a ma- mafia guy so don't try to tell him about his challenges look at yours like i, I really like Meadow in this scene probably because i'm black but i, I did like meadow a lot in this scene Carmela wasn't going crazy but i feel like Carmela probably echoes the same sentiments as tony she's just um yeah but yeah i just i like this scene uh i like everything about it i'm gonna run through these next few scenes for the sake of time i know we run a little long i know some of the listeners really like the longer episodes but i'm gonna run through some of the scenes and then from that point y'all can just drop in wherever y'all whatever stood out to y'all so
2: real quick i'm for i just love the one scene that i love uh was when AJ was like, what dad say? And he looked at Noah like, oh, I know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> did
1: he know what he said, though? That's like always my question. I'm like, did he know? He, he knew
2: what it had. He knew what
1: it had to do with. Okay, he knew what it had to do. it was something about him being yeah. black. Yeah, man. Because remember he had that same, like, I think season two with Janice. Like He's like, oh, I know what he means. And he's like, I'm saying she's a vegetarian. Remember when when Tony like was saying mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So... Um, but I will run through these next few scenes. Um, Janice and uh, and Svetlana, uh, Svetlana says, Janice, you're gonna be sorry if she moves out with the husband that has the kids. Chris and Jackie Jr. are at the parlor and they basically set up the play to say, hey, look, we're gonna rob this, you know, this, uh, this event that is a, you know, raise money for a good cause event on the college campus. There's a family dinner and basically AJ storms off After saying he didn't want to go to college and I I got so many issues like it's just I have so many issues on how they why they wrote AJ this way. But this must be like this is nothing like a black experience like that's that's all I can. Uh, Jackie and Chris, they do the heist. Now, if we want to stop right here for a moment, they do the heist and Jackie pees on himself. <laughs> ah, Jackie peas on himself.
2: It's what's even crazier about that whole thing is Jackie is the getaway guy, man. He's the driver. Benny and Chris are the ones actually putting in the work. So the fact that you can't even Was that Benny? Like yeah, that was Benny.
1: Oh, I thought it was Dino. Chris.
2: Nah, Dino, remember Dino got pinched. Oh yeah, you're right, 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 right. Which is why he wasn't there to begin with. Hmm. You know, what I mean, they firing out shots. They said, fuck it, man. So they well, about really yeah, I mean, that life. We about to put it in. But Jackie couldn't even Surprised, Jackie ain't pull off for real.
1: What? What? Let me ask you this. In that in that moment, what do you do? If you got to pee crazy like that, but, you know, at any moment, they could be coming out. What do you do?
2: You should have made sure that was taken care of beforehand.
1: Right. Well, let's you know say I mean,
2: like, I do no, 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 how much of that is adrenaline. The adrenaline, ah, the of adrenaline, yeah. Knowing that we in this situation now, everything's heightened up. It's almost like when you got to go to the bathroom, and the closer you get to actually going,
3: like the
1: <laughs>
2: more it wants to come out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you got to rush it. You know, it's one of those type of things, like, in my opinion. So hmm, I don't okay. know, man. Some more like but Jackie, it, obviously the 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 symbolism of you know you ain't built for this, man. Yeah. This little thing got you peeing in your pants. Like, come on, mm. stay in school. Mm.
1: Stay in school. That's crazy. That's yeah, a you on the opposite
2: one. side of this. You should be in that benefit concert You shouldn't be out here being a good Ah, you pee. Like, this ain't your role, guy.
1: Like you ain't fit. Even Chris had to come in, come through and tell him drive almost like Franklin St. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um Chris uh meets up with paulie and They're doing a lot of this, I mean, we'll call out just quick because I'm going to move us all the way to like where we need to be. But like the episode, they're doing like these scene transitions from car to car, door to door, one one food scene to the next food scene. So they're doing a lot of these smooth transitions. Uh, But they have this conversation in the car, Paulie and Chris, he say, hey, man, being made ain't working out like I thought. And (laughs) Paulie says, what did you think? He says, a lot of responsibility. He says, welcome to the NFL, kid. And I thought that was just a bar right there. What did y'all get from this scene? That he he actually got the money, and you know he told him basically where he got the racket from. But what did y'all get from this Paulie and Chris scene?
0: I think uh, OG was keeping it real with him. OG was telling him like, bro, this shit ain't just like what we were saying earlier in this episode. It ain't just the lights and the glamour and people knowing your name and all the part of the crew. There are actually things that you have to do to make sure that you're hitting the goal and the quote every month to ensure that you are a part of this other than just talking about that shit in today's terms in social media, or just talking about that shit and bragging about it. Like, nah, there are things that I got to do to do this. And probably an old school nigga. Like, like bro, I've been doing this for years. I know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to relate to you how hard this shit is. Mm-hmm. I think it was a great thing.
2: Yeah, And he's finally given Chris that OG wisdom that he was looking for earlier. Mm hmm. Like now, now that you got this bread, now that you, now I say your hustles up, facts to give me my bread, and you actually on cue with it. Now you know the expectations. This is what you need to do. Move forward, man. Leave that shit alone. Even though, even though Chris wasn't using, he was actually on the run to get that bread. Yeah, you know, make sure you leave that shit alone. Make sure you get your seven hours, man. Keeps your mind sharp. This is a different ball game. You're part of. You don't have the luxury of making mistakes. You got people Mm -hmm. that are answering to you, and that you have to answer to. And the consequences, if you don't have the right answers when those questions are being asked, uh, could sincerely be life or death. <laughs> so you just got to make sure you're on top of your shit. This is a whole different ballgame than anything you've been used to in your life.
1: Absolutely. And, and in combendatory, like Chris was supposed to be working with Paulie out there when they would like supposed to be going to the docks to get that whole car uh, transition situation. But, you know, he I think off screen Paulie let it ride because he knew what time it was. But I think this ties back into Season two commendatory of that whole scenario. It's like, leave that, leave that alone, bro. Um, Paulie meets with Tony and he tells Tony that Chris augmented the bag from Rutgers with Jackie Jr. Of course, Tony doesn't like that. Tony calls Chris. Chris doesn't pick up. AJ is named defensive captain and he passes out. And that is the end of this episode. Anything I get from those last three transitions from the Paulie to Tony meeting, the call and AJ being called defensive captain.
2: For one, Chris ignoring calls like, damn, once it goes right into what he was saying, this may <laughs> think isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like the moment I do get a second for myself that I need, I'm getting phone calls from you. Um, and obviously either. that ties into what you guys said earlier about where certain people get their information from. You know, mm. even though probably did the right thing, it's also one of those mm. like, damn, bro, I didn't tell you for you to run back and tell Tony. I'm just letting you know between me and you, this is how to get your bread up. I had to get it. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you tell him if you tell him that I did it, make sure you tell him because you charged me another two Gs, which obviously Tony's going to understand because <laughs> you only have my money to begin with. So that's just kind of part of the tax. Right. And obviously with AJ Fain, it just lets us know that this is something that's hereditary. This is something that's been going on um, with the Soprano men, um, not just with Tony, um, but obviously Even before his dad him and after problem. him. Right. Yeah, but i about to say before Even him and after right. him. So, yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: anything you add to that Uh any of those scenes uh Spike Lou
0: No rich nailed it that was perfect All
1: right and that is Our episode season three episode Three fortunate son but before we get out of here We can't leave y'all without no ranking so Spike Lou first and foremost How do you rank this episode
0: This
1: was a made episode Wow a made but last Week wasn't I gotta hear this why
0: No uh Again, I think the pivot in this episode was very vital. I think we got the birth of the real Tony Soprano. We got the birth of the AJ and where he's going to go when we see this shit play out as fans. It, it, It had a lot of, okay, this is what this series is about now. This is what I want you as fans to remember moving forward. And, excuse me, I just think they did a great job of doing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What say you, Rich?
0: I'm going with a good earner.
1: Good earner. Why is Give that?
2: A good earner, man. I think it's a great, like I said, I, we, we keep referring to it as the season opener uh, because in a lot of ways it is, but it's a great way to pick, uh, kick off this new world that we're in, these new characters, the, the events that are going to happen season three was a very strong and solid season and i think this was the perfect way to get it going um and we get a big revelation as far as tony and why he is the way he is the whole everything about it was great um good earner for me
1: uh good earner for me as well um i think this does serve like like y'all been saying like this is kind of like the opening because of like kind of the two-parter that the first episode and second episode had but The second episode is a little more important and holds a little more weight that's to me why it's made versus this one is a good earner i don't know how many just another envelopes i'm gonna have i I can't believe spike said just another envelope last week but we'll revisit that at the end of the recap of season three um but this is definitely um, a good earner for me and i don't think there's gonna be too many just another envelopes uh spike who gets the good earner award for this episode the
0: good earner award for this episode for me goes to dr melfi uh, we wow. did in her bag. Being able to decipher what the root cause of it was for Tony's anxiety attacks. They had a, a, a thorough conversation. She was able to keep him engaged enough, and it wasn't too much extra shit going on in the world where she could really focus in on what's causing this, how hmm. the meat is being brought home. Pause. Uh, but yeah, I think that was a really good job.
1: Hmm. Okay. Who gets a good earning word for you, Rich? Oh, Pauly Paulie, man. ha <laughs> oh, Paulie.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Melphy he definitely could have been on that list just because of the work that she put in. Um, but Paulie, man, he got a, uh, you know, took Chris under his wing in a sense, maybe not directly. Um, but, you know, he was able to see him grow into becoming a made man, gave him his sports betting business and also earn some money on top of that. He kicks up to Tony, but he also gets money even though I'm giving this away. This is something that's still him, a form of income. Minimum of six G's that you need to uh, kick up. Easy win for him. And no matter what, he doesn't have to all the sweating and running around and uh, hustle and bustle that Chris goes through. That don't mean shit to, uh, to Pauly. Mm-hmm. Paulie cannot break a sweat and I'm still getting my envelope. Mm. Um, I think that him moving With Chris moving up in the world That means other people Are moving up in the world as well um, So I just got to give it to Pauly for that
1: mm. I got to go Meadow man Meadow then back down She let her dad know how she felt Is mom there Is mom there Like I, I'm not here to talk to you bro and, and then on top of that When mom pulls up Oh I'm letting Oh you got it too Like oh you thought You was going to smooth talk You're going to be the smooth talker You're going to play good cop now i'm gonna let you know what time it is too like both y'all with your old mentality you all out of pocket bro like so i really like meadow standing up for even though we don't i don't like noah and y'all see why for those of the new watchers and listeners of this show but uh but i did like her stepping up just like having a broader view and and, and standing her sticking to her guns and being well well versed in what she was talking about uh spike Lou, who gets the broken balls award of this episode the broken balls award of this
0: episode go to christopher man Tough time transitioning might be trips here. be a made guy. Absolutely. Trying to be a made guy, man. Just understanding what this world is really about. If you're not fully really committed to it. And that's the problem that Chris has is commitment.
1: Mm. Okay, Rich, who gets the broken balls for you?
2: Uh, the correct answer is Chris. Uh, the answer I'm going to go with is uh, Svetlana. <laughs> oh, good call. I only say that because when I look at the scenarios for chris it's more of a learning curve and a wake-up call okay for svetlana that's a fucking inconvenience great call like that puts a fucking dent in my day Mm. you know what i mean Mm. that puts that that is a everything that i had planned has to stop now so i can make a pivot no pun intended you know and figure out how we got to get this thing resolved Mm. um and it leads to some great entertainment between her and janice and all types of stuff and we have a you know we're going to end up having a uh a rain, moment where, where janice is the leon janice is going to end up being the leon to tony's frankly like every <laughs> time you go against him, i lose like you know what i mean
0: yeah Ooh, that's a good analogy man. That is. yeah, yeah.
2: We'll, we'll talk more about it i think next episode or whatever episode after but um i just think that she that that just messes up your whole day everything else you can kind of get a lesson from it you can look back and say oh yeah this is just a major inconvenience. And it's no—it's no, it's pointless. There's nothing I'm gaining from this. You're hmm. just being—you're just doing this to be a dick.
1: Pretty much. Uh, I—I I think you made a great point with Christopher, like the learning curve. But I am going to go Christopher here, just because it's for me. It's more of not, not the the commitment thing for Spike. But for me, it's more of okay, you're stuck now. Like, the only way out of this is in a box. And, and that, to me, is the, the, your, your ball, the broken balls right there because you shouldn't have been here. You had no business being here. And one of the fortunate sons is going to learn that the hard way in this episode. The three fortunate sons that I listed, one of them is going to learn the hard way. Like, oh, dang, I shouldn't have did that. Maybe I shouldn't. you trying to now you're trying to save face. But it's too late. Christopher, now he's having that bad omen with the crow. This is the broken balls While it looks like A celebratory thing It's actually like You sealed your fate And so to me Hands down This this is the moment For the dark gloom Over Christopher Montesanti uh, And lastly Before we get out of here Spike Lou, What is your favorite moment Of this episode?
0: Uh, when Slavlana woke up And realized Her leg was gone and Really? Janice tried Yeah When Janice tried to play it Like I don't know Like maybe if it popped up the records or my up. i think that was really funny and it, it it got to show that side of janice is just as gruesome as tony mm-hmm. but going about it in a totally different way you know it's my favorite part of this episode because
3: mm-hmm.
0: it led to so much more
1: mm-hmm. i'm surprised you didn't say one but I, i'll bring it up after the fact uh mm-hmm. what about you rick's
2: the scene that you think he was going to say to tony meeting with jackie Tony.
1: <laughs> that's why I, I swear yeah. that i said i swear that was going to be his but okay so there are a lot of good scenes in this they, in this they really episode. are they
2: really are um, when you sit down and think about it but for me it's going to be that that's just one of those like I said earlier, man, that's one of the moments when if I just want to go on YouTube and look up some of my favorite Sopranos moments, that comes down to it, because that's the Tony Soprano that we get that, that we're getting in the rest of the series. It's never going to be lower than that. It's, always, it's either going to be that or a or, or more elevated version. Um, and just the way he handles it goes about it. There's no doubt if you are an outlook, outsider looking in, and you walk in that restaurant, there is no doubt who runs things and who's the boss.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> ain't no ain't, ain't no ain't no cap in this rap, ain't none of that. Like I am running all of this. Like I'm not even irritated by your ignorance. Um, because I know you can't do anything to me. And you it's in your best interest to listen, and I know you're gonna listen. I'm not even concerned with the thought of you not even listening to what I'm telling you right now. Mm. That's how much of a boss I am. Like that's a, that's just one of my favorite scenes. And like I said, it, it also showed this is you are family. You like a nephew to me, mm-hmm. But I still gotta put your ass in check. And mm-hmm. he manipulated the shit out of them all of them, from top to bottom. Classic <laughs> Tony Soprano. And we're gonna get so much more of that throughout the entire series.
1: Uh that was really good. Um I was gonna say Chris and Eugene being made, but I'm gonna go with Tony Grilling. I really like I, I like those like I love when they grill. It's so home rooted. It feels like us black people. We know to be like grillers. We love grilling often and I just like that whole scene and Tony seemed like, oh, so you came up short, huh? Like that whole thing, you know, Chris having a beer and they're just, they're shooting it. They're shooting the load. You know what I mean? I just, I like that whole scene. It's not that big of a deal, but that's the type of stuff I like. Y'all already know if y'all have listened to season one of this, but this is our episode of good earners reviewing the sopranos if y'all want to find us if y'all want to reach out rather i can go good earner pod underscore sopranos on instagram dm us or just get your meme fix if y'all want to uh see some funny stuff on there i got plenty of uh, material there if y'all want to reach out another way I can. Y'all can hit us up on uh, GoodEarnerPod at gmail.com GoodEarnerPod at gmail.com This will all be in the description If y'all want to reach out to us Also we have a few other shows Just in case y'all just want to support us Individually This thing is kind of like the Avengers But we also have solo movies Spike Lou, What can they find you If they want to support you elsewhere?
0: What up though, man Check out the On Deck TV podcast Coming to you every Wednesday Check out full oh, Excuse me Check out the uh that is what show that i do with daddy on tuesdays also check out another week in the books that me and mo do on fridays man absolutely
1: yes sir and rich where can they support you at man
2: uh, the culture garden podcast at the culture garden podcast on instagram it's a film podcast mainly discussing films from the culture um releasing every single thursday and then you also have um, Good Earners Mafia Wednesday or Mondays, excuse me. Um, and Tuesdays, we got we got y'all on podcast of Ray Pease, a television podcast. Currently discussing Winning Time on HBO. Two more weeks of that before we move on to another series. A really good TV show, man. So everybody tap in.
1: Yes, sir. And lastly, for me, Uh, For those that are in a fictional podcast, I have a fictional podcast called Roll the Audio Drama Series. Wrote it, produced it, acted in it, all that good stuff to make this production come together. Go stream those three seasons because the fourth season will be behind a paywall. So y'all go support that now. Leave a comment, all that good stuff. We appreciate y'all tuning in. And remember, don't forget about it.